You are listening to the MX Vice Show. Seventh episode of the MX Vice Show, the only weekly podcast that covers everything that is going on in the FIM World Motocross Championship, or uh, MXGP as we like to call it. Most importantly, our first ever live episode, not without a few hitches to start off with. I believe we might be live on Facebook, so if everybody's listening in, great to hear. Uh, well, great, great for you to hear us and uh, also see us. Hopefully, you can see that um, in the uh, studio. My partner Lewis Phillips is here, not life partner. Um, just partner as in is in work wise. Let's clear that one up straight away. That was clunky. Uh, well, not as clunky as your hairstyle by the looks okay. of it, but great that you've made an effort this week. Um, great to be here, obviously. Uh, let's talk about MXGP Lewis this week. 20 rounds kicking off. First one at Matterley Basin. The track and the conditions there looking really, really good from the videos we've seen. Yeah, do you just want to tell everyone that it's not cancelled now or should we wait for everyone to ask us about later? Yeah, oh, let's, let's, let's definitely get to that. Uh, it's definitely not cancelled, and uh, I believe that the coronavirus has not hit Matley Basin, so we're all good. So uh, I've, I've seen some really crazy rumours the last couple of days. But yeah, just chill out, it's all good. So um, the show's going to be around about, hopefully, about three hours. It's going to be uh, uh, MXGP first, MX2 uh, second, uh, where we're going to break down, basically, this season's uh, uh, MXGP championship. And uh, also, we're going to see how wrong we can get the uh, predictions uh, this year. Uh, the third part of the show is going to be questions and MX Manager. And we've got a really, really big announcement coming in Section 3. So it'd be great if you can stay around. It's definitely worth it. I think it's just going to blow people's minds. So nice to see you this week, Lewis. Oh, yeah, it's nice to see you too. I didn't, realize we, I didn't realize we do pleasantries like that. But. Oh, well, I just wanted to like make it like nice as we start to go on and, and be friends because I'm sure it's going to turn into chaos pretty soon. You're much different on live than pre-recorded. Oh, am I? How yeah. come? Very polite. Oh, okay. Wet. Right. <laughs> Prick. <laughs> um, <laughs> so before we go any further, um, the show's not possible without all the sponsors that support us. This podcast show, uh, like others, uh, supported by some of the best brands in the world. Uh, luckily, luckily this year we have Liat, Yoko, Hinson, KYB, Technical Touch, Talon Engineering, Even Strokes, and new for this week, Seven. So it's great to have the guys at Seven on board. We'll have more from each of these companies later on, but these are the companies that support us. Uh, that's that little bit out of the way. I'm James Burfield, founder 
of MX Vice, uh, back in charge once again. And with me in studio is uh, MX Vice editor. You know him as uh, Lewis Phillips. Oh, am I saying hello again? No. Hi. Well, I'm just introducing oh. you. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Right. Um, so this week, uh, quite a big week for you. A uh, bit of work on? Yeah, quite a lot. I'm drowning quite a lot. Yeah. You did send me a couple of pictures this week of you, literally a picture of you in a lake with your hands coming up. That from... wasn't me. It was Google Images. Oh, okay. Google, Google Images. Image right. Okay. That's feel like the... I got a message across. So- sounds good. Yeah. Like, but my drowning yeah. shouldn't affect everyone else because there's actually a lot of good stuff on MX Vice. Like if what? I do say so myself. Like what? There's one heck of a stat sheet. Oh. One heck of a stat sheet. Lewis would be really, really pleased if, um, I don't know if you've seen his Twitter post this week, but he's gone on about how his stat sheet nearly broke him. It almost broke me. Yeah. I don't, obviously, Lewis doesn't, has never worked on the roads or, or done farming or anything, but obviously, him and his keyboard were nearly broke this week. Well, my keyboard was fine. It was just me. Okay. My brain cells. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, any, any, good in, any good insights from stat sheet? Yeah, but I'll get into them because... Oh, I'll, I'll oh don't want to jump the gun, do yeah, we? I don't want to just smash the stats out now, do I? Okay. Good okay. things come to those who wait. So, um, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, well, thank you. So this week going into Matley, Matley Basin, what are you most looking forward to? Hmm. Not the weather. Why? What's the weather forecast? Well, it should be all right, actually. I don't think it's as bad as everyone's saying. No, it'll be fine. Yeah, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine, I'm sure. Yeah. It'll be fine. Yeah, it's going to be fine. Seen yeah, the videos. Videos, tr- everything looks good. I even believe that they're putting on um, buses to and from the track down into the town so you can park yeah, that's up in the town. I know it's not yeah. new, but I'm just saying for the people who haven't been before, maybe didn't know that service was available last year. I don't think you have to be worried about being stuck because you always park downhill as well. I mean, yeah. you definitely don't have to worry about being stuck on account of you choosing not to go. But I, I didn't choose not to go. Let's clear this up again. I'm not there this weekend because I'm taking my wife away. Uh, to Boston, it was booked way before the MXGP calendar uh, came out. So, in order to get some brownie points uh, with my wife, I'm going away this weekend in order to do other trips away. So, I'm happy for you. Once you have a life partner, Lewis, you will understand this. Okay, sounds good. Cool. Um, so, MXGP class. Yes, it's looking stacked this year. Yeah, it's a bit. It's a bit out of control, to be honest. Very scared for a lot of people. Who like? Boutron. Where the hell does he fit into all of this? He, he likes Matterley. Yeah. I'm not sure I don't after Matterley. I don't think that's enough to get him into points, but yeah, like, if he likes, if he enjoys it, that's fine. That's nice for him. So last week we kind of talked about how... He's probably not going to enjoy 24th, but... <laughs> last week we talked about possibly the people who are finishing 21st to 25th. They're going to be some good riders. Yeah, it, if you look at it, there's 12... I, I listed 12 riders who think... Who, if you asked them right now and told them they're going to finish 10th, they'd be disgusted and punch me in the face. But there's 12 of those people, which means some of those people won't even finish 10th. Right. Easy maths. You following me? Yep, yep, yep. yep. So there's 12 riders who I think believe that they should be 10th or higher, no, all day, no worries. Yeah. And then there's the rest who would probably also argue that they're top 10. Right. So, yeah, it's a bit of an issue. So, I mean, from... If you started looking at this and breaking it down into, because I know you like to do this. Yeah, I've done that quite a lot. Um, MXVice.com. There's okay. lots of articles where I've done that. Okay, so should we just cut the, short, uh, cut the show sh- uh, now and sort of just just go on the website? I mean, that would be great. Okay. Get home early. Right, okay. 
live shows really playing a havoc with my plans because late for me. Oh, okay. I drive home after this, so. Well, we don't want to keep you up. No, it's fine. I'm here, I'm here, I'm here for the company. I'm a, I'm a people person. I'll do this. Yeah, well, you're only I'll at do home. this for you. You're only at home with your cat anyway, aren't you? Yeah, that's true. So, um, so MXGP this year. Uh, who in your mind are the title contenders? Who, uh, who is out there to beat uh, JH? JH? You one? I've never heard him called JH before, but sorry, but I know to you each take, own, to each their own. I know you take this person when it, when he's brought up. No, have you spoke to him lately? Maybe it's too early for me to say that. Maybe the relationship's a little bit cracked is it, at the moment. Is it too early for me to say that no one's beaten Herlins? Maybe I shouldn't say that. Well, I do, you just say whatever you want anyway. So maybe I should. Okay, Herlins and the, the title is coming from Herlins, Geyser, Crowley. Okay, that's safe. No Prado. I mean, he's got a broken femur at the moment. Or not anymore, but pretty much. It's been two weeks. Okay. I think that's safe, right? Yeah. No one can argue with that. You're not going to tell me that um, Fevra's going to get in there or to Sal, or I guess you'd probably try and tell me that Evans is, but... Evans, Fevra, it's, I, think it's, I think there's a few, few contenders there. Yeah, but title we're talking. Okay. Well, it's who's there, whoever's going to be consistent. Okay. Well, that's what I think. So I reckon... <laughs> Well, that, but that's what I think. Yeah, but no, that's no. I mean, consider what you said about consistent. That's what I think. Okay. I think for Crowley to win a title, he's got to lean on the consistency thing that got him through the early 2010s. Like, if you look at 2010, 2011, 2012, 2013, 2014, yeah. He won a title because he was the best guy and he was the fastest guy, but he was also there every week when the Paul Lands, the DeSales couldn't do that. Yeah. So, if he can do that again, he's become injury prone and mistake prone the last couple of years. I think because obviously the level's gone up, the raw speed's gone up with Geyser and Herlin's inclusion. If he can find a way to not dial it back, because that sounds ridiculous, but if he can find a way to just be his consistent self and be second, third, second, third, third, second, fourth, second, win occasionally, yeah. I think that could serve him quite well. Okay. I think that's what he's got to focus on. And that will put the pressure on JH? Why do you keep calling him JH? I'm, really I'm, I'm calling him JH now from now on because I know that's really irking you. Okay. It's just like, the old man trying to be hit by giving people nicknames. Not really. It's quite a lot like that. Not really. It really is. Not, not really. Um, like you feel like, I feel like you're saying that and you think you've got in with the kids because you're like, oh, everyone must call him JH, but none hey, of us do. I'm an old guy. Old and I'm proud of it. So okay. I, don't need to, I don't need to be down um, with the kids. So what was I saying? You're gay? Caroli. What was I saying? <laughs> You literally made me lose my train of thought no, completely. Yeah, so Crowley's got to lean on his consistency to win the title. That's what I think. Because Cro- like, Crowley's not going to go out there and beat Herlins and Geyser on raw speed every single week. Fact? Yeah, I agree. Right. Um, actually, I did look up a stat on that, now that I think about it. This, okay. this one didn't even make it into stat sheet. All right, it's actually okay. overflow stats. Overflow, right. It's like overflow parking. They go into other articles on the site when they don't quite make the cut. I think... Now, I can't quite remember my stat, which is a bit of an issue. But you'd say that Crowley's raw speed is lacking compared to the others. The last race he did, that being Moto1 in Latvia, yeah. he had the fastest lap time. So, something to think about. Okay. But I think if, I were, if my memory is correct from what I worked out, it was something like he's, been, he's had the fastest lap in 30 of the motos the last three years or something. So, it's not like he's not... There, here we go. Crowley set the quickest lap time in 30 of the last 127 races. That's the last four seasons. So basically since the Geyser Herlin's wave has entered. 30 of 127, which isn't much, but some of those came as recently as his last race. So he can still 
do that. Yeah. And then again, the whole one lap thing doesn't exactly win you a title, does it? So I guess that's pointless talking about. No. But still, I think I think he has to identify that isn't what he's gonna. He's not gonna beat them by um, going down that route. He's got to find his own path. He's got to go his own way. So I think he's got to look at the consistency thing, and that's got to be his. Um, so that's your tip. So Antonio's listening right now. Do you reckon I should go and maybe I'll just stop by Red Bull KTM on Friday and just explain it? Okay. Yeah. If you could break out, I'll bring a whiteboard. Yeah. Proper strategy. Get a whiteboard. Yeah. Whereas Herlins and Geyser, yeah, more speed's their strength. So mm-hmm. that is what they will kind of play to. They're yeah. not going to sit there and go, oh, well, I'll just win the title on consistency because that's the thing they've got to try and build. Do, do you think Tony's kind of thought about this? Or do, do you think he's, he's kind of playing on his mind and he's kind of like sat there going, right, okay, this year? Well, I will say this. From what I've heard from multiple people, he is training harder than they've ever seen him train before. So make what, of that what you will. Really? Also, he's obviously started later in an attempt to maintain the old form for longer. And, and was, that, was that brought on by injury or anything? Or was that his choice just what? to start later? No, everyone. Herlins has started later. Because Herlins said that last year he started December. Yeah. Then the end of January he was out. So why not start January and actually make the first race? Yeah. Sounds like a good plan, doesn't it? Sounds like a great plan. But if I had to like split it up percentage-wise, I'd probably go 50% Herlins. Yeah. What, as in race wins? No, 50% as in 50% chance of winning the title. Okay. And then I'll give 25% to Geyser, 25% to Crowley. And nobody else has got a chance? No. Okay. Pack her up now. <laughs> right, so uh, rest of the MXGP, guys, if you're thinking about winning this year, you're not. Well, there's always, like, we're talking hypothetically because, you know, injuries and all that, and, like, who would have sat here and said that Fevre was going to win a title in 2015? No yep. one. But you can't sit here and tell me that Hurlins isn't a heavy, heavy favourite. No, he is. No, I agree. No one could, like, I will argue with people till I'm, till they're, till I'm blue in the face, till they're blue in the face, whoever. Someone's blue in the face, I don't really care who. But I will do that because I don't see how you can make a case otherwise. Okay. Mm. Right, so that's it. Yeah. So, you got any thoughts on that? I rambled for a bit there. No, no, I've got, I got to be honest. Um, I, you know, we've, we've seen him over the last few years and if he can stay injury-free, then it's, he's, he's the guy to beat. It'd be interesting to see... Um, I think one thing which I'm a little bit disappointed about not going this weekend and not being there to witness is the the fact of all of them healthy and on the line racing against each other. Because it seems a long time ago since we've seen this. Um, Geyser and Herlins have genuinely never started a 450 season together. Really? Well, they both started in 2017, but Herlins was screwed because of his hand injury. So yeah. technically, they didn't start at full fitness or whatever. Yeah. But 2018... Geyser missed the first round because he did his jaw in that Mantova crash. 2019, Herlin's obviously missed forever. Yeah. So they've never actually both started a 450 season fully healthy and fully ready to kind of do this thing. Yeah. So. I mean, that's what I'm excited about. I'm excited about seeing those guys compete against each other. Then you add in the young gun, which is Prado, rookie coming up. Um, and we've seen some of his 250 times compared to, to the MXGP guys last year. We know he can run at that pace we just don't know whether he can consistently do it on a on a MXGP uh, 450 so that's going to be the interesting um, factor I think is, is how is he how is he adapting to that bike and how long can he run at that pace I'll tell you something else that comes into beating Herlins I reckon uh, sprinting because Herlins is known for kind of turning it on late like last 10 minutes of the race he'll randomly find two seconds a lap right so if you, if like for instance, Prado, when he's healthy, yeah. if he can get hole shots, which like, I know, color me shocked, I think he might. He might get a few. 
if he can find a way to master the art of sprinting early on, running away with a thing and like establishing some kind of gap. Yeah. A big enough gap where Herlins won't be able to run it down at the end. That could be the thing that kind of gets him multiple wins. Okay. So you think a strategy is it's just to playing off, isn't it? Get a, you've got, get to be aware, in front. you've got to be aware of what, um, what the other guys have got going on and what their strengths are. The, the other thing what we haven't spoke about as well is there's going to be a lot of riders around the same pace. So actually, if you do get a bad start and you do have to come through um, the pack this year, I believe it's going to be a, a little bit tighter than most years just because of the amount of quality, what you've got within that top 12, what we just talked about. It would have been hard at Matterley had it been like bone dry because that's become faster and faster the last couple of years. But I yeah. reckon it'll be all right this weekend because it should be quite soft. Like even without rain, it should be quite soft. So like quite technical, rutty and slower. Which like the, the elite guys will move forward. They always do. Like maybe not a Trentino or somewhere like that. But I don't see that. I mean, yeah, there's going to be times. But at the end of the day, the best guys are also the best starters. Which isn't always the case, but like Crowley, best starter, Prado, best starter. Geyser isn't shabby on the starts. I actually thought that Geyser was worse on the starts than he is. So I started looking into it and turns out he's actually not bad on starts at all. Okay. And Herlin's also figured out his starts. So. Right, and the other contenders we've got are Jeremy Sewer, vice can I, champion. Before you move on, can I give you a stat? Oh, why not? Yeah. Uh, Herlin's and Geyser have raced each other on 450s, 78 motos. Herlin's has won... 61 of those or not 161 of those beaten guys are in 61 of those okay so make of that what you want what you will like argue like people people got on me last week because I posted that stat and they're like oh oh obviously a Hurlins fan it's like where's facts like argue with facts like what do you want from me was there any facts that you could have dug out where it was plus for Tim yeah I did the next the next one was a plus for Tim oh in the last four years he's won 26% of the MXGP motors Look at you go. He's also won two of the last four titles. So 50% success right there. Yeah. At the end of the day, like, you, can, you can ramble on about the whole fastest lap thing and, oh, so-and-so's got more raw speed and all that. But look at Tomac in America. It's the same old conversation people have been having there for years. Like, he's the fastest guy, he's the best guy, it's resulted in fuck all. Well, maybe not fuck all, but fuck all as far as championships are concerned. So the other thing I was going to ask you is, is looking at the riders coming into the season... Who do you think's been the most methodical with their, their planning and coming in about what, what races they've picked? Um, who do you think's kind of got the edge coming into, into the season? I reckon Geyser's probably in the best place just because he isn't... He doesn't, I don't think he's done the whole start late thing. Crowley and Herlins have openly said they don't really care about winning the first round. Okay. That obviously isn't going to happen and Herlins will quite happily win it. Yeah. But I feel like Geyser is kind of out to make a statement. He wants to show. He wants he to need, prove. He, honestly, I think he needs to. Yeah. Because it's, it's ridiculous to sit here and say that the defending champion's the one who's got to prove a point and all of that. But here we are. Like, it's fact. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, it is. I haven't really got a point. Okay. Uh, am I allowed to move on now? If you've got um, that off your chest? Any more stats? Any more talk no, I'd like of JH? To, I'd like to say something else. Okay. I've previously stated on other shows. Oh, here we go. Uh... Is this the other ones you get invited to, like yep. Pulp MX? Pulp want... MX show. That was much better than this, by the way. This is okay, but that was great. Um, <laughs> I know why I bought I it. said I wouldn't be surprised if Geyser didn't win a GP this year. Right. I'd like to backtrack on that slightly. Oh. That might have been a bit strong. Oh, okay. Like he's obviously going to win a GP, but I just think they'll maybe be limited. Okay. But then again, 
You can't argue with that because look at 2018. Okay. Those guys had him covered. Look at when Hurlings came back last year. Look at like the, the facts. Um, facts. Okay, so I understand what you're saying with your facts in, in bits and pieces. Um, I, I genuinely think that um, I think it's going to be a lot closer this year than, than what you're anticipating. I, I do believe that JH will Please stop uh, JH. win races. However, I do believe that um, I, I think Geyser's going to nick a few. I think Caroli, Caroli will. Yeah, um, it wouldn't surprise me if Fevre, Evans... Um, I think it's going to be a little bit more open. I've got to be honest. Yeah. If you like. Yeah. It's, it's just easy, my opinion. It's, it's just my opinion. It's easy to sit here and say it, but... It's just my opinion. Like, I don't think so. Okay. I think those guys at Crowley Hurlings have always risen to the top and been that kind of, like, you know, that guy, the guy. So why wouldn't they this year? Well, they've all they Caroli, but, we're, but we're we're basically sat here saying that on them completing every yeah, race and finishing Caroli every Herlin's race. Caroli Hurley's guys have raced Desal, Paul Ann, Fevre, all these people, bar Evans, year after year after year, and every single year, for the most part, they've had, they've had them covered. So why would that change now? Okay, here's, what, a, here's another question to you. Who I realise I sound like a massive dick, but. No, no, <laughs> Lewis, nobody thinks you're a massive dick. Honestly, no one out there thinks you're a massive dick. Facts, um, like, you are a massive oh, dick. Oh, I think DeSalle might be able to make a run at the guys this year. Well, let me show you the point standing from the last 10 years. Yeah. Um, so my question to you before you um, have not many podcasts uh, the weekend, because um, oh. they just don't want to talk to you. Uh, who do you think is going to come in and show the most improvement from last year. Oh, God, I haven't even thought about that. Um, Isn't that your job? No, I haven't gone down that alley yet, you see. Uh, well, me... that's because you've been doing stuff for Racerex and, and been prepping for the Fox 74 show. That is a good you? point, just in case anyone's wondering, if you keep an eye on racerxonline.com tomorrow, uh, there's an MXGP preview by yours truly. So that's exciting for everyone. What a dick. Um, um, so yeah, what was so... the question? Uh, the question was, who do you think is going to be the most improved from, from last year? Who do you think is going to step up this year? Well, it's toughy. It's a toughy. Let really? me show you. No, okay. Because the thing is, that isn't going to show. Because let's be honest, last year was a bit of a shit show with injuries. Right. If you look at the guys who were racing this weekend, who we just didn't have for the most part last year. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. So all the guys who raced the full year last year the chances of them hitting the same results are not slimmer, but it's going to be harder. Yeah. They might ride better, but instead of that resulting in a second, like it did in China, that might result in a fifth. But that's okay. Like, we need to, we need to judge accordingly. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. So I, think it, I don't think there will be someone who's like, wow, I can't believe how much better that guy's got because I don't think that was showing the results and therefore it won't be obvious to people. But I think if you're watching every week, and I guess that's my job to go there and see this, yep. then I think you will see so uh, is that are you saying that including Evans in that one? No, because he can't improve on what? Oh yeah, I think Evans is really going to improve on his MXGP results last year. Oh, okay, why so, do you think so, that? Because he scored zero points. Well, yeah, he's obviously going to do better than that, isn't he? Okay, so, so do you think um, Jeremy is going to step up? Jeremy wants to be world champion, or at the very least, match what he did last year. Okay, it's going to be tough. Obviously, yeah. 
So I don't know. <laughs> okay. But it's like, I, that's going to be a dasset all order. But he's not going in to, he, he's going in to try and win races. Yeah, that's his mindset. Yeah. yeah. And to be fair, the speed he had in China last year was that level. He stepped it up. He's, he stepped it up in China because at that point he'd locked up second in a championship and he said that he could then relax and ride like himself and didn't have to think about points. Yeah. Which is great. He had to speak to win. Brilliant. Great. Great times. Brilliant. Well, how does that translate to Matterley when you're back to thinking about points and everything? Can you still loosen up and go to that level? Maybe he doesn't need to. Maybe he plays a consistency game again and it all pays off at the end of the year. But if he can find a way to loosen up to the point where he brings that China speed each week, then sure, he'll step it up and he will surprise people because whereas last year he was a tick-off of Geyser, Hurlins when he was there and Crowley when he was there, he will be battling with them more. But okay. still, that may not lead to better results, which means people will go, oh, what happened to Sewer? He was second last year and now he's fourth. Okay, so um, let's quickly move on to... Uh... Question. Do you have the entry list in front of you? Uh, no, I do not. So you're literally firing from the hip with rider names? Hey, that's how, I got, that's how I roll. Would you like me to send the entry list to you? You could do. Because I've got it up anybody's and... listening to this for the first time and you're wondering if we script this show, uh, that is a clear no. I just sent you the entry list if that if you if that's something that we you feel actually, like you need. Uh, do this with zero planning. So I mean, if you're planned. wondering if it's going to carry on as unprofessional as it is now, then the answer is a clear yes. Um, one thing I was going to ask you about was: is it too obvious to say rookies and Evans is going to be the best one uh, this this season? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, sure. But how can you say otherwise? Okay, what about Jacoby? What about Jacoby? But Jacoby's um, been showing some some uh, good results preseason. Yeah, not Evans level. But but Evans is only is it three races, which was in the Italian Championship. Yeah, yeah, and he was great at every single one. Okay, I'm just trying to add some some variables here. Anyway, go back to the old go back to the race win contenders, I think, because rookies can come later. Okay, I don't want to talk about them yet. Okay, right. So let's go go back to contenders. Okay, so we we're saying. We've broken down, we're saying Hurlins, Caroli, guys are going to be the top three. Um, I'd like to change something quick. Okay. Uh, Hurlins, 70%. Right. Geyser, 15%, and Caroli, 15%. Okay, so who's got the other 20%? That's 100%. 70, 15, 15. Oh, 70. Right, sorry. I thought, I, sorry, I thought you were still sticking to 50 with Hurlins. No, I said 70%. So you think that Hurlins is going to pick up Seven. No, no, no. I'm saying that that's my like. I'm saying like I'm saying that Hurlins has a seventy percent chance of winning the title. Guys, that has a fifteen percent chance. Oh, Crowley okay. has a fifteen percent chance. Okay, of the title, not wins. Yeah, that's how I see. That's how I like spread the. I don't know. Love. <laughs> we don't. We don't. <laughs> you're from Brighton. The last thing we need you doing is is literally spreading love anywhere in here. Okay. Me and Rob from Jukebox Beats here. We don't want any of your love right. spread it over well done, this well way. Well done for shouting out Rob. Yeah. 40 minutes too late. Oh, going there, are you? Yeah, we should say, actually, um, the show today, uh, Rob has been working overtime because not only is he, does he put together the uh, editing of the, of the show and produce all the show and everything else, but now he's had to figure out actually going live on um, several channels and everything else. So great work, Rob. All right. Aren't you going to congratulate Rob uh, on a great, great work this week? I don't know. You're we went live a... 10 minutes later than planned. Who do we blame? Oh, you're such we, a I need dick. to see an inquest into that first before oh, I go congratulating Jesus anyone. Christ. Um, okay. 
so we, let's talk about um, the riders after the three contenders for the title, yeah? Yep. Okay, so in there, are we going to put Tonus in there? No, I'm not. So, last year, like. so last year, Tonus was winning races. You've got the entrance open now, haven't you? Yeah. I can tell that because Tonus is number four, so he'll be at the top of the list, and well, that's why it went in your well, head. It, well, interestingly, <laughs> at some point, you know, at a point in, in last year when Tonus was putting together back-to-back wins. Um, Sorry? Did he not put together a back-to-back win? <laughs> Tonus? Yeah. No, he didn't win a single race. <laughs> did not win a <laughs> He literally didn't win one race. He didn't win one race? No. What? <laughs> literally. <laughs> literally. I literally write the press releases for Wilbo Yamaha, and I literally did not write a press what release. What was his best result? You know what? You're so adamant on this, so I'm going to check, because you're making me question myself, but he definitely didn't win a single GP. So he didn't win one race? No. He won a qualifying heat. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm certain. And yep. Got the results open here. He didn't win a single race. In fact... What did he get at Portugal? In f- Portugal, he went 3-3. Free, free. That was a great result. Yeah, that's, that's not, like a win. Oh, a bit patronising. That's like a win. Um, if you look at it, he only finished second in five motos. Okay. Well, out of a possible 36. Well, that's great. Yeah, no, but you're saying he had back-to-back wins. Okay. He barely well, had back-to-back seconds. Okay, so he didn't have back-to-back wins, but he you did look... made yourself look a rightful... <laughs> I'm, I'm just a host I'm asking the questions dickhead yeah shit um, questions like that alright anyway so to- tell me more about Tonus and his back-to-back wins when did these back-to-back wins happen <laughs> see this drink it's going right <laughs> over your fucking head with your shit haircut um, okay so Tonus put together some good results last year <laughs> yes good results okay let's go back to that good results <laughs> I can't Not- believe you said I literally cannot believe it uh, do you know what I genuinely thought Tonus won last year no he didn't he won fuck all <laughs> well now I know that. Now I know that. <laughs> Literally. Um, <laughs> I don't care anyway. Um, Van Horbeek. Why, why are we? How have we just? We haven't talked about Prado, Fevre, De Sal. We've just jumped to Van Horbeek. Yeah. No, I'm the host. I'm asking the <laughs> questions. No, let me. Okay, let me talk about Prado for a second. Right. Let, right. I tell you what. You talk about what you <laughs> want to talk about. I, um, let me just try and get this thing on the rails because I'm not sure how the hell we've gone. To, do you want to talk about Jake Millwood next? No, that, and that'll be about another five minutes. Okay. Um, Prado. Right. It's still not confirmed at the time of recording or live. Oh, he's put an Instagram post up. He's yeah, he's riding. racing. He's obviously racing. Don't he's, try and... We, everybody knows he's racing. Yeah, uh, he's obviously going to race, yeah. I think. Weird that it hasn't been announced yet. I thought it'd be announced today, but I guess that'll be tomorrow. Yeah. He's had two weeks on a bike. Hasn't done many motos. Still going to do well, Lewis. Don't try and fluff it, dang. He broke his femur two months ago. I don't really know how it's possible to come back this soon. Uh, but wouldn't surprise me. No clue how his condition is. Hasn't spoken to him or anything. Would it not surprise you if he gets a whole shot? Because his fitness and leg and lack of ride time shouldn't affect that. Right. Would it not surprise you if he gets a whole shot, manages to do five minutes of sprints, and then still holds on for like 6-6 six, six or something? Nine nine, like that wouldn't surprise me at all. No, 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 not that's, at all. that's what I uh, can see happening. Yeah, no, it'd be very, it'd be very good. That's the spirit. Yeah, no, it'd, um, be, it'd be really good. It'd be there or thereabouts. <laughs> <laughs> Next, what else do you want to talk about? <laughs> Tune into the MXY show where the analysis is he will be there or thereabouts. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. So Prado's 
rookie season is going to go a lot like Hurland's rookie season. Coming yeah. in with an injury, racing his way through the first few rounds, trying to build himself up. He'll get there by April. He'll start to show something, maybe the odd podium. May, there'll be a moto win or a qualifying win, and then June will be full steam ahead, and he'll probably reel off two to three wins this year. GP wins. Prado. Yeah. Party selfie. Okay. I'll give him two. I'll give Prado two GP wins this year. Okay. That's what I'm dishing out. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm dishing out. So, that's, I reckon right, yeah. he is going to have a, a year very similar to Harlan's rookie year. Right. But don't, don't be surprised if this weekend goes horribly because he literally has been back on the bike two weeks. But he's still going to do well. Well, his start will help him a lot. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So who do you want me to go to next? Well, you, you, well, I, there's no point in me putting out names because you don't want to talk about them. Well, I don't know why we're talking about Van Horbeck so early. Well, I didn't realise we were going to do it in, in literally in yeah, but, your uh, yeah, order, but nobody you've got, else's. You've got to have it's, some kind so, of like idea of where you're going. Like You can't just pluck out, like, oh, let's go into so my hat. Kn- oh, right. Jonathan Bankston, way... Well, I'm not going to get around my dickhead. But how do you know that Van Horbeek's not going to be challenging for top four? In a championship. Oh, sorry, are we talking about championship now, not for race wins at Matley? No, just we're generally talking about the hierarchy. Prado Fevre deserve respect. They deserve to be... The former world champions deserve deserve to be talked about before Van Horbeek. That's what I believe. I'm a people person. I like to reward people for winning world championships. Okay. Mm -hmm. Isn't that kind of obvious, though? Well, so we're not going to talk about Fevre, everyone, because it's kind of obvious. (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's but he's going to do I, I think he's going to do really well February. yeah oh so that's what we're okay so we've got Prado will be there or thereabouts yeah hello Prado will be there or thereabouts and Fevra's going to do really well this year yeah stay tuned for more what's your mystic make tell you about DeSalle he's going to do alright probably get injured probably his shoulder okay um, anything else throw some more at me I think moving to Kawasaki's decent for Fevra really he's moved to Kawasaki <laughs> I think, that's, I think that's a good move and something that will help him. Yep. That's also going to take time. But then again, the progress from Riola to La Capelle was like pretty astounding. Yeah, he's so maybe really he's good. ahead now of where I thought he was. But I would put him on a similar path to Prado where April, maybe we see a podium. I don't know if he wins a GP this year though. Because he won one last year. And before that, he didn't win one for three years. So how can I sit here and give him a GP win automatically? It's common. Like, at this point, at some point, you've got to be realistic and look at what has happened previously. Right, okay. He's won one GP in the last 17, 18, 19, three and a half years. Okay. So how can I sit here and go, yeah, he'll win a GP. Like, I could, I could sit here and be like the woman on TV in America who's like, you get a GP win, you get a GP win. But I'm not going to do that to you. What, what woman's this in America? What <laughs> you know, the one who gives out prizes. Like, you get a car, you get a car. Oh, right, okay. It's funny that you, you, you know see yourself as a woman. <laughs> do you know her name? Because I don't. No. Um, Gerald. Yeah, so uh, being realistic and trying to properly dissect this thing, I wouldn't necessarily sit here and say that Fevre's going to win a GP. But for the most part, I think he'll be third to fifth. So, like, obviously. Because I don't think anyone's going to step up and kind of dethrone him a little bit. Yeah. But I don't think a sewer or a Paul Lan or a DeSalle or a Jonas or a Jazakonis are going to knock him back from where he was and suddenly Fevre's a seventh place guy. But I see him doing much of the same being between third and fifth, which is a massive step up for Kawasaki because they haven't really had that guy lately. Well, interestingly, uh, last year I picked, uh, I remember this time last year, and I picked uh, Gautier Paulin to, um, 
win a GP. And yeah, that he went. Did. I really wish I could have kept a straight face then. Because <laughs> if you'd fallen. Honestly, you're... he did not. And that's, no, how, no, that's how bad I got, got it wrong. So um, actually, it was a moto. We didn't even go as far as GP win. Oh, first thing I should, um, I should probably say is uh, hopefully you're on uh, Facebook. And uh, I just want to give a shout out to Michael Rich, Chris Cameron, Pat Stott. Um, I can't even pronounce that one. I want to say, I'm sure this has got, maybe it is a real one. Selkirk Bingo. So, yeah. And Kelton Guiver. So, um, yeah, good to have you guys uh, listening to the uh, show. If anybody else is online or whatever, uh, get on Facebook, send out some uh, messages. Uh, if you've got anything that you want to message uh, Lewis, and um, it's about his hair, uh, that's great. Just uh, comment on that. That'd be fantastic. So uh, appreciate that. Uh, everybody's sort of looking in, comments. Uh, we were supposed to be live on YouTube and Periscope Twitter. However, uh, a few technical issues. We'll uh, iron those ones out and uh, we'll be uh, hopefully online next, next week. Let's go back to uh, Riders Lewis, championship winning riders, uh, the contenders, the top 12, the people who may come up with the odd win. Um, we just spoke about February. February. So this is what this, okay. This is what I'll do for you. So my my lead tier. Yep. Is we love listening about your lead tier. Herlins, Geyser, Caroli, Prado, Fevre. Okay, that's my one. My bracket. My one bracket. My first bracket. Yep. S- below that, I have my second bracket. Yep. Between my first and my second bracket, I have. My 1.5 bracket. Your 1.5 bracket. Yep. Otherwise known as No Man's Land, which is where Koldenoff just dosses about. Because <laughs> I don't know where to put him. Oh my God. What? Yeah, good luck interviewing him this week. What? I've actually said that he... That's... What, just, so Koldenoff's just dossing around? No, he's in my, in my little structure at the moment. He's floating between the first and second bracket because I don't know where I'm going to put him yet. Be floating like a butterfly, stinging like a bee when he sees you in the pits. I don't know what I don't know how no, you've taken even... that as negative. What you basically just called cold enough for a complete dosser? No, I'm saying figuratively in my little f- f- hypothetical flow, uh, flow chart. I don't know where to put him. Oh my god! What have you just? Have you actually just started playing? Oh my god! This is a shambles. You actually <laughs> just started playing the show during was, the show. It was absolutely brilliant because I can now relive this moment of you calling Koldenoff a complete dosser. No, you've missed a point completely. I did not, did not miss how the point. How have you missed... How it's have... recorded. Yes, but you've missed you the point. You just said Koldenhoff would be dossing around. No, I'm not saying he's going to be. I'm saying, hypothetically, going into round one, I've got these guys outlined as like my number one group, these guys who I think slot into the number two group, and in between there, I've got Koldenoff, and I'm waiting to decide where to put him because I don't know. Right, if anybody else was listening to Lewis back How then, is that not what I said? And basically said that Koldenoff will be dossing around oh in MXGP. Uh, if you could just message in comments that Lewis did say Koldenhoff would be dossing around in MXGP, that'd be great. No, just to, it wasn't a future prediction. Just it was clear, a hypothetical on what my... Just to clear this little conversation Christ, up. Actually fuming. Why, why are you fuming? Because you're just... Putting words in my mouth. And it was a decent analysis, to be fair. What, of him dossing around no. in MXGP? <laughs> it wasn't a future prediction. It was a structural well, here's a question. Here's a question for you. Yep. Why, given his form last year, why, given his form for last year, is Koldenoff not in the title race? Because, given his form of last year, no. 
given his form of the second half of last year. Okay. Oh, given his form of 2018. No, the form of the second half of 2018. Mm-hmm. Hmm? Yep, so, you, so you're basically saying that he is... I need to see what he comes out of the gate with, because that isn't... Tip, typically, that isn't his strong point. Oh, okay. If he comes out of the gate and shows that second half of the season speed... In the first half? Yeah, then I move him into my first bracket. Okay. If he comes out and does what he always does, which is sixth to ninth at the beginning of the season, yep. then I'll put him back in the second bracket where he's always lived. So, I just don't know where I'm placing him yet. I'm like... What I'm like... Mental? <laughs> it's like what I've done. I, right, I'm running a hotel. Yeah, I've got my first floor of the hotel, and I've checked people in. And I've got my second floor of the hotel. I'm after playing. I'm after to explain this really simply for you because you're struggling. <laughs> so I've got my first floor of the hotel, and right. I've got my second floor of the hotel. Yeah, cold enough at reception, and I'm like, sorry, sir, I'll get you a room momentarily. I'm just waiting to see. And he's like, well, can't I just go on the first floor? And I'm like, hold on a fucking minute. Don't get ahead of yourself here. <laughs> Don't get ahead of yourself. I'll find you a room as soon Even as I can. Even though you won GPs and the nations, hold on. And I'll go, sir, sir. You're getting a bit aggressive. Right, okay. I'm doing my best. Just let me find you a fucking room. <laughs> okay. If you're going to continue being that aggressive, sir, I'll kick you out. And you won't get on my tier at all. Right. That's, what, that's what's going on in this situation. Okay. I just think it's good to bring it up because I know we've, best we've spoken... analogy. At- Ever. No, 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 it was it <laughs> literally was bad. that is now what I mean. I'm gonna that what the hotel, yeah. So, why look out on MX Vice Instagram this weekend when on Friday I'm actually at Matterley in a suit with a backdrop of a hotel and I'm checking riders in? We we haven't got time to break down your analogy in this week's show. How does that not make sense to you? Because am I talking gibberish? Well, yeah, because <laughs> you just know. said level one and two, yeah. Have you defined level one and two? Is okay, level yeah, one? Level one is the first tier of... Co- like, the title contenders, you're all level one. Right? So what are you now saying? The away. first floor is better than the ground floor of the hotel? The first floor isn't the ground floor. We don't have a zero floor. We have a first floor and a second floor. We're one of those hotels. We I don't want to say the second floor is better than the first floor. No. Bottom floor is number one. Right. All of the title contenders are going in there. They're having an amazing time. Loving it. All of the second tier guys, the DeSales. Right. I, and I understand that. I'm just trying. Are on the second floor. I'm just trying to understand your hotel. Yeah, Coldoff's trying to get into the first floor. I'm not letting him yet because I need to see. Okay, show me. So ground, show me. So ground floor. Yes, is the first floor. Same same places where reception is. Maybe yep. the gym and stuff like All that. All the top contenders are bashing about, having a great time. What on the ground floor? Yep, loving it. Might not like it that much. Well, it might be quite noisy. So I'm just wait. I'm at reception and I'm waiting to check Coldoff in, but I don't know what to do yet. Okay. I'm ringing my manager and I'm like, what room do you want me to put him in? We're fully booked on the bottom floor. And they're like, wait and see. Okay, so we got Koldenhoff who's in the clear. He's in reception with his bags. But possibly, <laughs> is he going to get a race win? Yeah. Okay, well, okay. Ish? I don't know. Ha- ish? He's just proved the last two years he can win. Maybe. Oh my God. Oh, okay, I'm going to, right. I'm going to get absolutely slated for this. Oh. Oh. <laughs> what? Not, not the rest. <laughs> okay, go. Cold enough as one. Right. I'm just doing some quick maths in my head. Three 450 GPs in his life. Latvia 2015. You tell me. Imola last year. Sweden last year. When was he Assen? Didn't, he didn't win Turkey and he didn't win China. Yeah, so three. Yeah. 
So he's won three GPs in his life. 450 GPs. He won Matterley in 2013 with a 3-4 of all scores. Um, so, what? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe just get out more. Oh, there's a note on the whiteboard. Um, <laughs> um, um, so, he's won three GPs in his career. Yeah. Brilliant. Not many people have done that. Round of applause. Great work. Brilliant. Yep. Fucking brilliant. You rode amazing last year. Brilliant. Fucking brilliant. Great work. Um, this, this hole's getting bigger. Latvia, getting 20, Latvia 2015. Geyser wasn't there. He was in 250s. Hurlins in 250s. Well, actually, I think he was injured at that point. Uh, so either way. So hang on a minute. You're not only calling Coldenoff a big dosser, but now no, you're, I'm basi- not. But, but you're, now you're basically saying that his wins are <laughs> no, relevant. No, no, <laughs> oh my God. We, we, cut, we need to no, cut this. You're missing the point completely. Let me finish my point. Right? Because <laughs> you're just making it sound bad. I'm going to finish my point. Oh, there goes right. the KTM contract. So, Coldenoff, each of his GP wins, with the exception of Sweden last year when Hernans was there, he's had less than 50% of the big three who he will be facing this year. Following me? Yeah. He's never actually won a GP with Caroli, Geyser, and Hurlings on the starting line. But are we not included in Nations or anything else now? No. Okay. Nations is its unique thing. Right. Like, it's all jacked up in the Nations. Um, we've seen weird things happen at the Nations. Like, we're, we're putting that to one side for now. Okay. So, again, show me. He could, if he brings the speed that he had at the end of last year and immediately runs a pace with Crowley, Geyser, and Hurlins, yeah. then it's like, oh, fuck, fuck me, that was for real. Okay, so at that point... Just show me, that's all I'm waiting okay. for. I'm not saying he can't do it, I'm just saying show me. All right, okay. It's so... the same thing. Oh, Coldenoff's going to win a GP. Yeah, yeah, oh, let's all jump on that bandwagon. Well, you know what? He hasn't done it against a healthy Hurlins. Okay. And so... a healthy Crowley. So... Shoot me for thinking that, that maybe I'm not willing to jump with both feet on, in the water. I've got one toe dipped in the water. I ain't opposed to it. Okay, so uh, hypothetically, yep. he wins the first two GPs. At what point do you then start putting him in as a contender? If, and he what finishes, percentages... if he finishes fifth or higher at the first GP, I'm in. What? So hang on, so you're suddenly going from he's a big dosser to... I never said in, he was a big dosser. To turning up um, oh in fifth God. place and... Then he's a title contender. No, I'm, because I'm saying, if he finishes fifth at round one... Very confused right now. <laughs> Very confused. <laughs> How long till we got an advert? <laughs> ten, ten minutes. I'm going to draw this out as much as possible, you big dosser. If... I don't know. Quiet time? <laughs> it, Right. So no, right. So if he comes out and finishes fifth at Matterley, yeah, that means he's in that group, right? Because but if he comes out me, and gets a sixteenth, the last couple of years he hasn't even been top five at the start of the year. So even top five. But last year he came into the he came into the season injured. Yes. Okay. Brilliant. Year before that. Year before that. Year before that. Year before that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. So <laughs> might need security in a minute. He's getting rowdy, Rob. <laughs> so. That would be enough for me because that's a step up in my mind. Okay. Because if he's what he was last year, he'll be sixth to ninth. So, uh, Glenn, if you're listening to this, if you could just go out and get a fifth in round one, I'm not then you are no longer be a big one. dosser. Okay, again, putting words into my mouth. But then that would be enough for me to put him in the first group. I'm not saying he's going to win the title, but I'll put him with those people. Or 
Alternatively, he can go on a second floor of the hotel with the sewers, the DeSales, the Paul Lands, who could win. They could do it, but it's not guaranteed. Okay. Um, who, who else is going in that, in that floor with the Paul Lands, DeSales, and Sewer? Sewer, sewer. Paul Ann, DeSales, Evans. Um, Bevery? No, he's in the first floor. Okay, he's in the first floor, good. Former world champions allowed. Okay. Um, it's like a premium membership. Yeah. Kind of thing. Um, who else we got? Jonas. Yeah. Jazakonis. Jazakonis. They go into my category of they could really upset those big groups, but they have to show me because cool. I can't sit here and say that they're going to do it automatically because it hasn't been proven yet. And, and, and where do you expect Van Horbeek to be in this? He's on my third floor. Okay. And, and what position's <laughs> the third floor? That's like the wild cards. Like, oh, they could do something, but who knows? Right. And what, and what sort of positions would this third floor get? Well, I'm not saying they're going to be a position. I'm saying, like, who knows where these people fit in because... Okay. If anybody else is having trouble following <laughs> this whole uh, oh. section of the show with his hotels and big dosser statements, I will... We'll, we'll go and have a, a, a quick coffee. I'll straighten them out and then we'll be uh, back for, to carry this, uh, these ideas of his forward. Maybe straighten them out a little bit in, in, the, in, the, in the advert break. Uh, <laughs> Someone has commented on Facebook. Have you seen this comment? Are we going to advert? Uh, no, no. Okay, Carol. we're going to advert on this comment, right? Okay. What cam- are we on this camera? Because I need to direct- address the camera for this. Someone has commented on Facebook. Same as always, Lewis is amazing and James is failing to be funny. (laughs) I can't disagree with you. And you know what? Who was that, your mum? No, his name's just disappeared because they're being added. And Wait, let me get the full list of comments up because this guy deserves some serious credit for actually understanding the situation. Ah, great work, that guy. I'm ready to go to advert now. Over to you. Brilliant. Okay. Um, Thanks to all our sponsors. Um, As always, without these guys, we couldn't do what we do. Listen to Lewis talk shit. Um, and me just having to steer this shit show. So um, thank, you, thank you once again to those guys, and we'll see you in five. You are listening to the MX Vice Show. Technical Touch have been supplying KYB OEM spare parts and factory kit suspension in Europe for decades. Many of the riders you see on track in the FIM Motocross World Championship are using KYB suspension from Technical Touch. Whether you are looking for factory kit suspension or KYB spare parts and oils, they have you covered. Shop now at www.technical-touch.com. Yoko have returned to top flight motocross with a bang. The Yoko Vili collection is made with racing in mind and designed to be the lightest and most flexible motocross gear on the market. Go to yokoeurope.com to locate your nearest dealer or shop online. Talon wheels have been iconic in the industry for over 30 years. Designed, built, and manufactured in the UK. Talon wheels, sprockets, and footrests, and clutch baskets are used by professional riders like Jason Anderson, Zach Osborne, and Sean Simpson. Head over to www.talon-eng.co.uk for more info. Even Strokes is the newest e-commerce store in motocross. Built by motocross enthusiasts, Evenstrokes understands your need and offers all of the products you need for a weekend at the track. Shop now for Yoko, Alpine Stars, Fast House, and more at Evenstrokes.com. Liat, protecting riders from head to toe. Check out Liat.com for more. 
Hinson is the world-leading manufacturer of clutch baskets, clutch covers, clutch discs, and springs for both dirt bikes and quads. Hinson products are used by many leading riders like HRC Honda, Monster Energy Kawasaki, KTM Factory Racing, and Monster Energy Yamaha Factory Racing. Shop for Hinson products at technical-touch.com. The MX Vice Show. Excellent. We're back. Lewis. Yeah. We didn't kind of get through MXGP in that section. No. I'm actually just in shock because I'm just on Instagram. And Strybos is obviously running his own team this year. Yeah. He's got one heck of a truck. What's he got? I don't know. It's like a coach. But it's pretty mad considering it's his own team and everything. Wow. Strybos with a passion wagon. Yeah, it's actually insane. Shout out to Kev. Is that, that's not the old Gabor's um, coach. I think so. I think it is. It looks like an actual coach. Yeah, I think that's the one which used to go along with Gabor's in hospitality. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, Stefan Everett's used it as well. I don't pay that much attention to hospitality like yourself. Okay. I'm doing work at the weekends. Nothing wrong with a free coffee. You would know. Oh, oh I do know. Yeah, that's the only reason I go now. Um, so... We didn't get very far of MXGP. I don't even remember where we were, to be honest. Well, I think we were still talking about Koldenhoff. You were talking about hotels and shit. You, you pretty I mean, much... No, I think we were done with Koldenhoff. I basically said, show me. Right, okay, so... Yeah. Basically, to sum up that 10 minutes, yep. show me. Okay. Could have just done that. Would have been easier, but here we are. Brilliant. So, um, okay, so we've, we've talked about Koldenhoff. We've talked about... I'm not going to bring up the hotel again, but we've brought, talked about the next jet, like, set of riders. Yeah, we started... That's what we were started talking about. Paul Ann and sewers and everything. Well, we've done sewer. Yeah. Do you want to bet on Paul Ann winning a race again? No. No? No, I was bitterly disappointed um, last year with him not well, coming through for me. Bit strong. Uh, well, I'm sure he's probably a little bit disappointed as well. But obviously, I, I put myself out there and he didn't back it up. Look, it's brutal. I realise this is brutal to say. But. Oh my God, he's going to say it. When you're making predictions for this year, I don't really think you can look at last year as much of an indication of what's going to happen because it wasn't the same championship, right. really, as what we've got now. There was literally... <laughs> there was literally twin, like... <laughs> Is that you? Are you no, making that noise? No. What the hell's that? It's old Rob in the corner. Rob, are you eating Kit Kat Chunkies? Rustling away. Um, if... Yeah, if you look at last year compared to what we've got this year, there were literally like less than 50% of the riders in the second half of the season. Okay. So it's, you can't say that because so-and-so did this last year, they're going to do this this year because it's effectively a different championship altogether. It's almost like a, two completely different things Okay. because it's insane, the difference. And maybe we'll get back to that point where we'll only have 50% of the riders and the Crowleys well, and the Hernans will be injured. But for now... No one wants a year like last year. For now, we've got what we've got and it's fucking good. Well, one of the things, and I know this is completely off topic, but hey, we haven't got script. So um, one of the things, do you, do, you, do you think that they need to change the tracks at all in MXGP to try and limit the amount of injuries that these guys are going through and start producing sort of more lines, more technical, and, and reduce the jumps? I'm, I'm not... No, I don't... I, don't honestly, I, I, think, I think... You started that question and I stopped listening because no. No, I think you're wrong because... Okay. Uh, I've got to be honest, I think they need to reduce the jumps and put in more technical sections where, where we can get better racing. I, it, it, at the moment, for me, it's, it's too, too many riders in the air. I love jumps, don't get me wrong, and it looks fantastic for TV and everything else. But at the end of the day, we want great racing, don't we? 
I'm just uh, rustling through the old memory. How many riders got injured on jumps last year? Caroli wasn't really a jump, was it? It was like a roll around a corner. Herlin's got clipped by Jazakonis, no fault with the track. Who else was injured last year? DeSalle? DeSalle was because the track in Russia was fast. Not because of jumps. The speeds on that track were insane. So that needs to be slowed down. But Russia's an exception. Okay. There's no other track that fast. Sure. Um, who else was injured? So you think that you... Fevra... I don't think that. I think that was just circum, like racing circumstances. So you Can't go, blame that on anything. So to you do go with to way, you go to way more GPs than than I do. So you believe that the tracks are absolutely fine. Not all of them. Russia needs work. Yeah, but the Aguadas and the St Johns and like, how many people got injured at St John last year? How many people got injured at Aguada? How many people got injured at? I, yeah, I don't. Sorry, I probably. How many people got injured at? How many people got injured at Palembang? I probably. How many people got injured at Semarang? I probably shouldn't have said places like St. John and stuff like that. Cause... No, but I'm saying all of them. Like, okay, okay you're going to go on about man-made tracks. Palembang. Everyone, I, I said it last year, everyone loved that track. Soil was good. Cool. Like, no, one, no one got injured on the jumps. Okay, I just wanted to bring it up. It's, I, just, something, okay. it's just something that, when, when you kind of start talking about injuries for riders, and the last thing we want to see is a field decimated again um, this year. And I'm just wondering whether, you know, I, I, I mean, it might be something you could find out being a journalist that um, you could find out about literally what, what goes into the tracks and who decides them um, and, no, uh, no, and, and no, the breakdown. No, in... no, no. Okay. So because you don't want to talk about no. that one. No. Whatever. No. This is where um, there's a little, we have got a little, I've got a little radar on here and it's called Dick Alert and it's just gone into red. Did you get that? With your grinder subscription, or oh, oh, if there is a no, grinder subscription, you can't going, even come back for that because you yours. you have to realize what you just said was a little bit odd. Well, what did I say? You said you've got a dick radar on your laptop on your iPad. Oh yeah, I did, didn't I? Yeah, it's Good a little one. bit odd. Good one. So I'm going to say not really, not if you like odd. dicks. Okay. Um. Anyway, do you want to go back to talking about riders now? Yeah. Good. Who do you want to talk about? Because if I pluck some riders out, you're just going to go. Ooh, well, no, we're getting down to we're, we're getting section. down to the we're getting down to the people you want to talk about now. Okay. Who were we talking? Who were we talking about before you started? Going well, on we, we we the last ones we talked about was Jonas and Justin. Oh, we were talking about Paul Lamb, weren't we? Yeah. So we were talking about that, that group of riders. Realistically, putting my realistic hat on, I see Paul Lamb between sixth and tenth. Oh, have you got anything good to say about Mitch Evans? By the way. Yeah. Why? Because he's watching now. Oh. So, is, do you want to say hi to Mitch? No, I'm not a kiss ass like yourself. Oh, you are such a fucking well, kiss ass. Well, you literally just brought that up. Like, oh, you are such a You literally kiss-ass. just went out of your way to say hello to him. You could even say hello to Mitch last year, and then now you're like, oh, Mitch is looking fast. Why year. couldn't I say hello to him? Oh, you just didn't even want to speak to him. I literally interviewed him at round one. Yeah, no, you didn't. No. Actually did. Yeah. Um, you just hijacked my bus. Oh, my God. Can, can I talk about some riders? Yeah, come on, come on. So realistically, I can't see Paul Ann. I His spot I see being between 6th and 10th. Again, you want stats? Give me stats. You want facts? He had six moto podiums last year. Again, depleted field. Yeah. So how does that shake out? I'm still disappointed about me saying he'd win. Although, I'll counter myself. Five of those podiums came at the beginning of the year when Caroli was there. So, like, well done, baby. Like, okay, maybe they do mean some more than... But realistically, I feel like everyone maybe is remembering the Paul Land from 2014. That was a while ago. Right. So 
Yeah. Okay, so let's move on from, from yeah, Portland. Let's yeah, move on yeah. From that. I don't think you can. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Three, um, three post race podcasts this weekend. No, what's the problem with that? I could he get on? The, he's going to get put on the podium this year. If, uh, I'm not saying hey, that. I'm saying st- hey, typically, Rob, get the shovel. He's trying to build a digger <laughs> hole. No, I'm saying typically he will be between sixth and tenth because the top five spots are going to be Herlins, Geyser, Crowley, Prado. What about Mitch? We'll give it, we'll give Mitch a, a little shout out there. Sure. Um, Mitch. Yeah, Mitch is great. <laughs> I was gonna make a, I was gonna make a joke then, but I don't think it would go over very well. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that's that's not you can't like okay, you could come at me and say, Oh, well, Paul Ann deserves to be given the top five. And I'll go, okay, who's he gonna beat? Crowley, Geyser, Herdins, Prado, Fevra, or Cold Enough? Who's he going to be out of those people? And you can't answer me because that, this is just the way it's shaken out. It's stacked. People are going to be disappointed. We're all just going to have to get over it. Okay. Right? Right, yeah. We were okay. Uh, breaking news. Oh, yeah. DeSalle's racing. Not sure if anyone's realised. Okay. Genuinely feel like everyone has forgotten he exists. Okay. Don't you think? Like, who was talking about DeSalle? No way. Exactly. I actually, when I wrote the preview on MX Vice, I literally put, I don't think anyone expects anything for DeSalle this year, mainly because everyone has forgotten he exists. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, in fairness, he could be that guy in this group who steps up and shakes it up a bit. Not wins, but he could be a, he could be a third through fifth. Okay. And maybe sneak a win out. So uh, you, you've talked about these riders, and you're still adamant that Van Horbeek is not in this one, in, no. in this group. No. Give me time. Okay. I love. Why are you obsessed with Van Horbeek? Have you ever even spoken to him? No, I've no. not. I've not spoken to him. It's not like he's my friend. I'm okay. not trying to protect him. Not like Mitch. Mitch is uh, somebody I respect. Okay. He's a good guy. He he literally oh. came through like adversity last year. You wouldn't know that. Hmm? You wouldn't know that Mitch came through adversity. I, I only talked to him when he did well. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, the reason why I bring up Van Horbeek, because we had the same conversation last year, and he did put in, at the start of the year, he did put in... Oh, you know, and Mitch you, commented, what's up, boys? He said hello back to you. You're getting flutters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what, what a guy. What a you get, guy. You get a little... Um, so... Van Horbeek, we kind of... Do you want to talk about Van Horbeek? Go on. You have your, you have your, you have your bit. Van Horbeek, go. I'm, I'm, I'm just literally saying that last year we kind of, kind of said, you know, without the support and blah, 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 and everything else. And it's all about how he's going to perform and, and blah, 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 blah. However, he did post good results. Look, Van Horbeek starts the season strong. That's his MO. Does that every single year, no matter the bike, no matter the situation. Okay. He's also really good at flyaway races. Okay. Is he going to be good in March? Yes. Does that mean podium? No. Okay. But is he going to be good? Yes. Will he continue that? History tells us no. Doesn't mean he's going to drop off completely, but March may not be indicative, if that's a word. Right, yeah. Shout out to the dictionary um, of what he's going to do the rest of the year. Right, cool. Those right. are facts. Brilliant. So now I've got that off my chest. Who else would you like to talk to before we move on? I broke my pen. Great. So who else would you like to talk to before we move on? Um, let me just whip up the old entry list. Well, we haven't spoken about Mitch yet, but I feel a bit awkward now that he's watching. Okay, so what about um, riders like Lieber? Yikes. 
So we, see, th- th- this group of riders, what we've got, you know, around this, you know. Actually, do you want to quickly talk about Jonas and Jazakonis? Because then we've done that, people. We, could, we can move on then. Okay. Who does better this year, Jonas or Jazakonis? Jonas. Who has more podiums? Well, I, even, I don't know. That's don't interesting, know. considering you just said Jonas will do better. Yeah, I know, but then I think of Jazakonis and some and of the speed. zero he sh- podiums from last year? Yeah, but then I think of some of the speed he showed yet la- last year, especially at Valkensvard, which is coming up in, in round two. Um, yeah, I think Jonas is, will probably get more podiums, but I, n- I never ever want to underestimate Jazakonis because, but at the same time, I, I don't know. I when I was know. in America, I got a hate message from Jazakonis. Oh, that's good. I had a recording where he said he hated me. <laughs> Shout out to Arminus. Great yeah. work. Um, I'll tell you what, Jonas could be that guy who steps up from last year. You think? Yeah. And I think he'll expect that too, because he'll look at what Sewer did in his second year, and he'll expect himself to mirror that, and so he should. He was just as good, if not better, than Sewer in MX2. And his rookie year was just as good, not if not better than Sewer. So he'll look at what Sewer did last year and be like, well, that's my automatic path of where I should go next. And, okay, he's not going to have as many podiums as Sewer because if everyone stays healthy, that'll be, like, impossible. But we've got to judge it beyond results because it's so stacked, blah, blah, boring myself now. Yeah. So I feel like he could be that guy who takes a step up and is clearly better than last year. In fact, I would stamp that. Okay. So you expect Jonas to come out swinging? Yep. Okay. Right, I agree. Uh, not come out swinging. Not come out swinging because he had the flu recently. Okay. But I think he'll be better as the year goes on. He'll be much better than he was last year, and be the guy who's clearly better than he was. Okay. So once he's got over his cold, he'll be okay. Yeah. Sure. Jazakonis. Jazakonis. Does he get a podium? Yeah. You know what's interesting? Yeah, I think he's going to get a podium. Jazakonis started well, good last year, didn't he? Yeah. Not as good in the second half, no. I don't know. Okay, you'll see. You don't. A lot of people would say that. He had the same average finish in the first half as in the second half. Wow. Surprised me, that did. Really? Was, was, was that like at one o'clock in the morning when you were sat down going through stats? A lot of people have appreciated that column. I'd appreciate it if you didn't shit on it. Okay. Um, did you do anything this week other than stats? Or... Uh, yeah. Racer X Online tomorrow. Yeah, you've said that. The free on free feature. Yeah, just plug in. Okay. Um, just a shout out to Michael Antonovich. I really appreciate your writing skills and um, the fact that you do love Europe. Interesting so, that you'd shout out the one American who doesn't work for us rather than Steve Mathis and Jason Thomas who do. Yeah, well, Jason Thomas and Steve Mathis know I like them, but I just okay. wanted to just say hi. All I'm saying is all of your decisions are questionable so far on this show. Uh, no, no, my decisions are fine because obviously now you're working for Racer X and you're doing a Fox Moto 74 show. I'm also doing some live announcing on Sunday morning at Mally Basin. I'm going to be yelling things like, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, my and, God. And the crowd goes wild. <laughs> this is going to be a car crash. <laughs> but anyway, so I'm just lining up your replacement. Which how much is do, if, I, if I do do the live announcement on Sunday morning, how much will you pay me to start yelling about my hotel? Uh, and no. how I'm refusing cold enough to check in until the end of the day. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't want you talking hotels, and I definitely don't want you calling cold enough a big dosser. Can you imagine if I, I, like, I'm actually on the, on the mic going on, going, yeah, like, I'm just not going to let cold enough check into my hotel until the end of the day. He's the same reception, and cold enough hears that, and he's just like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Um, let's talk about Mitch, because this is where Mitch should be talked about realistically. Okay. So, great start, to, great start to this year, solid start. So we know that last year he, he was trying, uh, he had, a, like when I say adversity, obviously uh, 
you know, it wasn't the easiest um, entrance into the World Championship coming from Australia, having to live in France. Then I believe he had uh, a few, you know, a few issues with trying to keep his weight down on the bike. Um, so I think with all that coming into MXGP, he's we're going to see the real Mitch Evans this year. Is that? Do you agree? Oh yeah, of course. Sorry, I wasn't listening. <laughs> what a prick! Honestly, I don't know why I bother. Um, no, I agree. I'm sure. Yeah, I, do you want to move on now? No, no, no. I was just I was looking into something. What is it, men? No, I was just seeing what people were commenting on Facebook. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. If um, also, if you think Lewis's haircut looks shit, then um, just let him know in the comments. I'll tell you what. This is something he really cares about. In an odd way, he actually went out and put mousse on it in in the in the halftime break. Right. In an odd way, I kind of wish that Mitch hadn't done these preseason races. Because I now I think that people expect oh, him. Oh, what came in stealth. I feel I now feel like people expect him to do a lot. Okay, the expectations are yeah. there for like, him to... Now, if you look at the at the moment we're running a poll on MX5, so who's gonna win Matterley and MXGP? Yeah. Mitch has more votes than Caroli. How go Mitch? Like I kind of I don't know I don't know how I feel, but I just feel like I wish those preseason races hadn't happened because now the expectations high. Yeah. And also, I feel like it would have been quite nice for him to come into round one and surprise everyone. Whereas now, if he, does, if he gets fifth at round one, everyone's going to shrug their shoulders and be like, uh, why wasn't he on the podium? Okay. So I feel like maybe we need to keep ourselves in check a little bit. Right. And like almost ignore those preseason races and treat him like the rookie he is. However, he has rode 450 before oh, in yeah, the Australian Championship. Nations. Who could forget? And in the Australian Championship. Yeah, I just, 2018 Nations was what put him on the map. Okay, thanks for that stat guy. That's not really a stat, it's a fact. Well, it's a fact guy. Okay, yeah. No, you get what I mean, though? I just kind of wish, I, I don't know, I just feel like it's a bit... Maybe he wants to be there. I feel like, yeah, but I just feel like he's not going to be treated how he needs to be treated. Because if those preseason races hadn't happened, we would be sitting here going, so Mitch, Blandering, Covington, who's going to do better? But instead, we're taking him out of that group. We're not even judging those people because we're going to give them time to learn and let them see how they do. Whereas Mitch, everyone's going to sit here and go, well, why is he not, why is he not winning? He beat Geyser at Mantua. Uh, yeah, Mantua. What's he, what's he doing? And like, it's like, well, that's not necessarily correct to put that expectation on him. So we, you, you feel that it's unfair and people need to reduce their expectations. How weird is it going to be having two HRC riders like, near the front? When was the last time that happened? A while. Yeah, mental, isn't it? Um, Jack I think, and Roger might go to some more races if uh, if they're both up front. I think Mitch will. I think Mitch could be. You know that little gap where Coldenoff's sitting. Oh God! <laughs> Mitch could arise to the top of that second tier and sit in that gap. He okay. also could be in reception waiting to check in. But if he isn't, I think he'll get there in time. I'm just kind of like, whatever happens in the first month is going to happen. Like, let's not, let's just treat him like the rookie he is. Right. So, right. Thank you for that. Thank you. Thank um, you for thanking me. No problem. So, let's look at, let's look at this because we need to wrap this up. Otherwise, we're going to still be here at one o'clock in the I've morning. I've got to drive home. Three hours. So, riders, we've got Tonus. Yeah. I don't know what to expect from him. Right. I'm not asking you to comment on each one of them. I'm okay. just saying these are the, these riders are literally going to oh, be... Oh, you're reading off the entry list now. No, no, I'm just kind of reading... Because well, they're, they're, they're going to be in the entry list, you dick, because they're actually racing Sunday. Yeah, I know, but why do we need to read the entry list? 
I'm not reading the entry list. I'm reading riders which are going to be in this next. Ah, oh, don't. As you go. Over. As you go. Sorry. As you go. Well, I, you do you. Okay, so I, I would say we're looking at Tonus, Vlanderen, um, Strybos, Simpson, um, Jacoby, Lieber, uh, Covington, uh, Lupino, uh, Guillo is going to be coming back. Uh, Monticelli, we've not even spoke about Monticelli. I mean, literally, this is this is the thing which you know I, I want to talk about because. You know, and I, I, I go down. Petrov, Bogers. Um, we got goal. Goal was uh, riding well last year. Bernardini. We don't know what Bernardini is going to turn up. Um, Chervelin, uh, Bobrashev, and Stary, yeah, and, and Tixier. So when we start sort of looking at the, this list now of riders which we've got coming up, these riders, what can they? They can be anywhere from what eleventh to twenty. Fifth, twenty-sixth. I don't even think it's fair to like pigeonhole them outside of the top ten because they can get in the top ten. The issue is the top ten is so stacked; it's going to be hard to get into. Yeah, but they are top ten caliber riders. They are. Yeah. So I don't think it's fair to just write them off. But th- th- this is what I-, I keep saying it for the last couple of weeks. This is what I'm most excited about: is the fact that all these people who I've just mentioned are all going to be vying and trying to get in the top ten. They're all going to be looking to improve. They've looked look to improve their programs over the winter period. I mean, I've seen Vlanderen in, in um, Covington, which have been literally out in all conditions this week in preparation for Matley. You know, people have, everybody's looking to step up. You know, um, Jacoby, uh, you know, he's looking really good preseason. So it's like, it's just going to be, I, I don't think I've ever seen a year as tough and the, and the lineup as good as what I've seen it this year. Do you agree? Oh yeah, for sure. Everyone would agree with that. But it's, it's, I think it's just going to lend itself to some really exciting racing. Like, not just one round, but every round. Because there's going to be so many different like racing going on in the track. There's going to be different, different basically, sections of, of the riders which are just going to be all competing against each other. Seeing as you want to smash through this a bit, mm-hmm. do you want to wrap it up with... Um, a stat? One surprise. Okay. One disappointment. And one random pick to do something okay um i'll let you go first so so what what were the things surprise who's going to be your who's your surprise of this year well how do we say surprise now because i would have chose mitch but then we know yeah you can't choose mitch because of the preseason races right okay so you know i think the person who beat geyser two weeks ago really could be surprising this year i like, know mm. i still still see that you got that chip on your shoulder when you came back from from uh lunch but okay uh right surprise i'm gonna go for um, Jacoby. Okay. Nice. Who are you going to go for? Oh, am I doing mine now? Um, I'll go with Jonas. That's not really a fucking surprise, though, is it? Uh, surprises in he'll step up from where he was last year. What? Didn't he podium last year? Yeah, once. I think he'll be. Once what, so, in the mud. Oh, God. So he's going to step up from a podium to a podium? To multiple podiums and a consistent contender for that. Questions? Did that, that, that's a shit pick. All right, if you want me to pick someone else. That, that, is, that is a lame, safe shit pick. All right, I'll go... Um, I'll go Vlander in then. See, there's no one's talking about him. Okay. 
literally no one's talking about him. And it'll be a slow start because he's been injured. Yeah. So I'm not expecting my pick to pay off in March or April, but June or July, I'll look for my pick to do yeah. something. Well, interestingly, um, obviously he was in contention for that second HRC ride last year. And at the start of last year, he was showing really good promise in it was going really well until the injury. And we kind of always, you know, we've agreed. One thing we have agreed on is that we believe he's going to be better on a 450 than he was on a 250. Shane Mitch screwed him over for that ride, didn't it? Comes over from Australia. Swipes the ride from underneath Flandern. Just, sure you really are. That was a joke. That was a joke. That was just a joke. What, the same as the joking about Coldenoff being a big dosser? That was not even a comment I made. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, what was the next one? Disappointment. Oh, great. I chose Jazakonis for this last year, and he wasn't happy about that. Oh, so okay. I won't pick Jazakonis again. Okay, so you're not going to pick Jazakonis. I'm going to go with... I don't know if it really is a disappointment, but I, I would say Tixier. But I don't know if I'm already disappointed. I think we're all disappointed, aren't we? Do I choose again then? Or, or do I still... Yeah, roll the dice again. Have another go. Okay. Um, it's kind of difficult though, hey? Because it's like you kind of look at it and think... Come on. Grow a pair. Sack up. Pick a disappointment. I've got seven. <laughs> 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 you got I'm seven. joking, I'm joking. <laughs> no, you, you're not, though. Um, well, I'm just looking at... You can't really pick a rookie. No, you can. Really? If you think he's going to absolutely shit the bed. Um, okay, I'm going to go... You're wasting time now. All right, I'm going to go Lieber. Okay. That's actually a fair pick. I didn't even think of that, but that's all right. Why? Or would you rather not say because you're, you're a bit unsure about yourself? No, no, not a bit unsure. I just think that it's a new team. Um, it's not going to be quite what he was used to with Kawasaki and, and, and everything else before. So they're going to be, although Jackie's, you know, you know, ran teams forever or whatever, it's, it's, I'm guessing they kind of start from scratch. So it, I don't think he's going to have the same resources as what he's had previous years. Um, coupled with um, the expectations that he was, a, you know, what was on his shoulders of being the, an ex-factory Kawasaki rider. Um, last year, and he had and he had some good 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 positions, but like you said, with injuries and stuff like that, uh, I guess people he's now kind of a bit bit of a big name. So coming into the season, uh, that's what I'm going with. That's that is my that's my evidence I've presented. I've got one. Oh god, not sure I want to uncork it because it's going to lead to a shit show. Oh please, please, because I don't think you can okay. get any worse tonight. No, you know what. Get a spade, Rob. Seeing as people are saying, this is, I don't, I personally, he's not going to disappoint me from what I expect. However, he will disappoint people because I don't think Koldenoff's going to be in the title height like everyone wants him to be. (laughs) (laughs) What? But my expectations, he's not going to disappoint me. It's fine. I won't be disappointed. <laughs> but I think people will be. What, what, what did Coldenoff do? No. Did, did just, he sleep with no, your girlfriend I'm just or something? saying that people seem, people, the hype is getting out of control. It's really getting out of control. Oh my God. That's all I'm saying. So I think people are looking for something that might not happen. Okay, if, so you're if big, Koldenoff beats Fevra. So your big disappointment no, next year is Coldenoff. That's no, what you're going no. with. It's just disappointment. Don't add big before it because that sounds a bit worse. But look, this is why I say it. 
Because if Coldnoff beats Fever, say Coldnoff finishes fourth in a points and Fever finishes fifth, I will be like, fuck me, that's good. That's well bit better than he's ever been. Like, well, that's bloody good. You know what? That's amazing. I feel like everyone else will be like, well, why didn't he win the title? And I will go, because why would you think he would be? But I think people are, like, people are genuinely comparing him to Hurlins. Because he beat him. But he's won three GPs versus Hurlins one million and two or whatever he's on. But he was still able to beat him. Okay, what? But this is, I just feel like everyone's kind of going a bit mental with it. So that's why I go with that. Okay. And what was your, what was your next? What we doing? What was the last one? The, the, the rider just we're going to have? Just a random pick. A random pick. Someone that stands out to you that you've got something to say about. Should that's I a, now say Artem Gurev? I was going to pick him as my disappointment because I figured it was a safe option. Oh, no. Borrowed Artem. Stop it. Um, well, it's going to be Prado. Tell you what. What? Prado's going to be your disappointment? Oh, no, we're off that, aren't we? Yeah. My rant, uh, I don't even, that was a, to be honest, that was a terrible category because I'm not even sure. It was, so forget that one then. Are we done with MXGP then? I think we are, aren't we? Actually, do this. Okay, we've, what name, about... the, name the riders who win MXGP motors this year, truthfully. Not being friendly and giving everyone a motor win, like, oh, Artem, you can have a motor win. Like, no. Truthfully, heart of hearts, what do you, who do you think wins a motor this year? All right, Hurlins, Crowley, Geyser, Beverly. Um, I'm going to go with that so you're leaving after all of that you're leaving Coldenoff out <laughs> oh yeah Coldenoff <laughs> yeah five okay and I'll, maybe towards the end of the year Mitch okay I'll go Herlins. so six I got, I got six I'll go Herlins Crowley Geyser Prado who you missed for some reason can't go back now oh fuck yeah you can't go back now um, Fevra. Yeah, so Prado would be eight. I'll give Cold Enough one. Eight different winners. Yeah. Six motor winners seems quite low, but then we didn't have more than that in 2018. Yeah, I'll go. I'll just I'll stop out there. Six right. motor winners. Okay, and all of them will win GPs. I'm going eight for motor winners. Yeah. Yeah, that's safe. Cool. Okay. Okay, one more to wrap up MXGP. Top three at the end of the year. Top three? Yep. Okay, well, everybody laughs at us when we do this because we get it so wrong. It's not, it's not going to be wrong. It's easy. This is actually quite easy. Okay, I'm going to go um, Hurlins, Caroli, Geyser. I'll go Hurlins, Geyser, Caroli. Okay. See? Easy. Okay. Yeah. What about fourth and fifth? I'm not going that far. I'm not paid to go that far. You only paid me for top three predictions only. If you want that kind of analysis, it's going to cost you more. Okay. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for turning up this week. Okay, so glad we wrapped uh, MXGP up so quickly. Um, let's quickly go into MX2. We'll start going through MX2 before we, um, we head to another break in about 20 minutes. Right. So um, I'll let you lead with this one. What do you want from me? MX2. What, you just want me to talk about MX2? Predictions. Oh, Olsen's a man to beat. Don't start going into hotels. Okay. Olsen, no hotels. Olsen's a man to beat. Purely on his consistency. Okay. No one else has proven that so they can T- match his consistency. TKO. Did I see that Robbie Renner? Or, uh, I think it was Robbie Renner earlier was saying that um, TKO in his predictions. I think it was on Twitter. Uh, it was one of the Renner brothers. Yeah, it's not Robbie. Which one was it? Ricky. 
Ricky Rennie. No, Robbie. It was Robbie. Ah. Oh, Apologise, you, you dick. Yeah, sorry. sorry. Every opportunity to try and say something. I got something wrong. I'm sorry. Anyway, he did uh, give a shout out to, um, to TKO. Oh, Prado's just posted something in Spanish. I'm pretty sure he's saying he's racing. Oh, shocker. Pretty sure. It's in Spanish. Can't translate. Yeah. Sorry about that. But it says ready to race. Okay. Not sure if it's a KTM advert. Okay. Um, I'll tell you what, for anybody who's uh, sort of just listening to the, uh, to the show at the moment, um, we're going to give a shout out now to uh, a game that we're playing called MX Manager. It went live this week. Uh, we've got a KTM 125SX, which is up for grabs. Um, we have got an Osset MX10. Sterry's we- watching. Do you want to say hello to him? Oh. You say hello to all yeah. guarders. Hi, Adam. Um, Lewis has been shit talking you if you've only just um, come in now so I just thought I'd let you know Uh, he's been been a real dick this for the last hour but at least you're not like a big dosser like uh, holding off it's not what I said well the great thing is is Glenn's going to be able to listen back to this show and just see what a dick you are but anyway MX Manager um, we've got a KTM 125 SX up for grabs we have um, an Osset MX10 up for grabs we have a KYB factory suspension, um, which one lucky rider is going to use for a year, um, part of Technical Touch. We've got some freaking amazing prizes. So if you've not signed up to MX Manager, get your ass over there now. Go on to mxvice.com forward slash MX hyphen manager. You can go in, you can set up your team. We're going to talk a little bit about it later, uh, talk about the changes and everything else, but... Um, Everyone needs to get involved. It's going to be real, real, real good fun this year. Right. Back to you, Lewis. You were saying TKO is a favourite? If you just look at it, like lay it all out, it's hard to bet against him because of his consistency. That's all. At the moment, no one's proven that they can match his consistency over a season. So he's like the safe bet. Do I think he's going to be the fastest rider? No. However, I could see him going 2-3-2-3-2-3-1-2-3-2-3 all the way to the title. Okay. I think Vial, I think V Olsen is like my head pick, but yep. I actually maybe think Vial will win it. Can you believe that we're talking about Vial? And I know, you know, like, I just can't believe that in two years we're talking about Vial is a, from a ninth EMX 250 placed championship rider to talking about him possibly winning the MX2 World Championship two years later. It's, I said it last week, but I'll say it again. Multiple teams. And riders have told me that if Vial wins a world title this year, then it will be crushing for every other manufacturer because KTM basically can just do nothing wrong. Can't argue with that. No. Like, this should be the year that they definitely don't win a world title. Like, if, if in the off-season a year ago, you'd said Prado's definitely moving up and there are two MX2 riders will be Hoffer and Vial, before MXGP had even started last year, everyone would have gone, okay, so they're not winning a world title in 2020. But here we are. It could very much happen again. So you've got, you've obviously, you know, we talked about TKO, we're talking about Viao, and, you know, we don't, you know, Hoffa's looking really good, but what, do, do you think Gertz and Watson um, have got enough this year to, to, to wrestle that from, from those guys and compete? Because we've been hearing that, um, true or false, we don't know, hopefully you'll, you'll find out for this year, but we're, we're hearing that Gertz has got possibly um, a better engine this year and it's um, it's literally from the Star Racer guys let me talk about your, my hotel let me talk you through my hotel that's the best way to answer your question <sighs> so in my hotel 
Same rules as before. First floor is where all the title contenders are staying. Second floor is where the second tier are staying. Uh, bottom floor of the hotel, we have Olsen, Bial, Gertz, Watson, and, drumroll, Beaton. Okay. Beating the drums. Yep. Moose Dyke is at reception waiting to check into that bottom floor. Really? He's going to get there. I'm pretty sure, confident he's oh, going to be able to check off. in. He's there. Really? How is he on the outside? Yeah, I, just want, I, I don't know. I just feel like I'll just hedge my bets a little bit and wait and no, see what happens at the first I, round. This is what happens when you add sex for a long time. You, you start sure coming how. up with really crappy stuff. Would you take Beaton out and replace him with Moose Dyke? No, I'd put both of them in. Okay. I didn't think you'd be a beaten believer. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a beaten believer. But it's just hard to look past Olsen's consistency. It genuinely is. Yeah. Because he is ridiculously consistent. Yeah. Obviously, that hasn't exactly put him in a title fight the last couple of years. But this year, when I think the field will be littered with inconsistency, I think that will just kind of edge him ahead. He did pick up a little injury pre-season. Yeah, he started riding today. Okay. So is it going to be a case of him just trying to amass as many points as possible? I can't see him being 15th. No. I don't think it's that bad. I could just see him being maybe 5th, 6th. Okay. Which is fine. Yeah. Because it's not like he's racing Prado, who's going to go 1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1-1. He's racing, like, Vial could go 1-1, and he can sit there and be confident that the next week or the week after, Vial's going to crash and finish ninth, and yeah. those points will come straight back. Like, for all MX2 riders, it's like a completely different game to previous years, because there isn't one guy who's just going to reel off win after win after win, and therefore you're not constantly fighting that ridiculous battle that you're never going to win. So here's a question. We talked about um, Mitch Evans having that expectation um, raised. Yep. It's the same for Vial. Everybody is expecting this kid who possibly came in last year and shouldn't have been expected to even finish on the podium. Well, KTM said they wanted him to be top 10 in the first half of the season. So, And then now everybody's talking about him being Olsen's uh, you know, number one contender for... How much pressure is that going to put on somebody who was in EMX 250 two years ago? One of the things I am looking forward to finding out this weekend is I want to speak to Dirk Grubel and see if like, they're talking to Viao and amongst themselves and thinking like we're going for a title or if they're just going, let's get top three in a championship. Because he did finish fourth in a championship last year. So technically finishing top three would be like the next step. Yeah. So, well, it would be, and it'd be a great step. Here's a... What I'm saying is though is that... Is, is that expectation going to weigh him down? Because last year he had, uh, you know, no expectation and was able to kind of ride with freedom. I'm, I'm sure that this year, having the hopes of factory KTM on your shoulders has to weigh quite heavily. That's why I'm interested to see how they're playing it internally. Well, how else they can play it? They're, they're a, a, a factory racing team that have won, you know, multiple... MX2 World Championship, they're expected to win the MX2 World Championship and they are paying, they're basically betting all their money on, on Vial. True. It's true. I can't, I can't argue with you. I can't yeah. argue with you. But how, what's going to be interesting is how he's going to react to that. I think Vial's fine. Look at him last year for China. He was running with Prado. Didn't seem phased at all. So. Okay. But like I said, it's different this year because he's expected to win. Yeah, you could say that. You know the old uh, saying goes, you can't, or it's unlikely that a rider's going to win their first GP and the first title in the same season. Mm-hmm. Does that mean that you think the title's going to come from Olsen or Vial? Or do you think that that myth is bullshit? 
Um, I don't know. I, I could quite easily see um, Gertz winning the World Championship. It wouldn't surprise me. I could, I could see Watson winning the World Championship. It wouldn't surprise me. Like, I think it's more open than we're giving it credit for. I think there's, there's five or six riders there that, you know, they must be looking at it now that Prado's gone up and just thinking. I mean, the, the other side of this, um, the, Philanderin, the Philanderins and in, in, in people from last year must be looking at this thinking, Jesus, like, this would have been the greatest year for me to, to win a world title. Yeah, that does kind of suck a little bit. It sucks big time. But we're not here for the age draw, are we? No. It's not going anywhere. It's fine as well. It's fine. Um, I think, see, if Moose won the world title, I would be a tiny bit surprised just because it's his rookie year. Yeah. And that typically doesn't happen. Yeah, I agree. So that's why I don't put him straight into that bottom floor because it is his rookie year. Yeah. Like, let's not forget that. But say that's, that is similar to Mitch. Like, let's not get yeah. ahead of ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, true. But he did Thank show. You. No, you really said good, true. You said true. But he did show really good promise last year. Yeah, but it's the same thing. Like it's Herlins didn't come out and win the title in his rookie year. Roxon didn't come out and win the title in his rookie year. Prado didn't come out and win the title in his rookie year. So Okay. Okay. Like, um so let's go back to your hotel. Yep. Because you love talking about your hotel. And um <laughs> hotel full of men. Uh in your hotel. Um who's Wait, in the next uh Who's on your next floor? Oh, I don't even know. Um, those, that, um, well, we just done. We just done the what was it, eight contenders? We just talked. Well, about. no, I guess I'd put. I guess I'd put Olsen, Vial, Watson, Gertz, Beaton in the group of like definite contenders. But no van. Moose in the middle. He's very. Like, I'm not willing to. I'm not taking him out of there. But I'm yeah. not. Like I kind of just a bit. It is his rookie year. Like mm-hmm. pump the brakes. Second tier, I'll go Harrop, Moose or not Moose Dyke, because he's in the middle. Basson, Muse, Renault. Boirami? You're missing Boirami? Yeah, I guess I'll put him in there. Fuck you, what do you mean, guess? Yeah, sure. He, he's in there. Yeah, but he's been injured as well. Yeah, but he's in there. Him, him and Renault, I think, are going to have a very good season. I was going to say something, but it'll get me in big trouble. Well, I don't know. You, you called cold enough big dosser. No, so I didn't say that. You as far as getting out. yourself in, in trouble, you know, I think you're, you're past that, buddy. Um, spade, no, Rob. That's all right. It's all right. It's all right. It's all all right. Okay. Yeah, it's all all right. All right, cool. Yeah, I'm not willing to. I'm not going to jump on that grenade. <laughs> yeah, that'd be silly. <laughs> um, okay, so. I'll tell you who I'm starting to get a little bit eager for. Not eager for. Starting to think, oh, maybe this could be something. Right. Conrad. Yeah. Because I think that we are forgetting. How good, how good he can be. Yeah. Yeah. But I also think the first round is more important for Conrad than it is anyone else. Because I think if Conrad comes out and goes 5-5 five, five at the first round, he'll be away. So you think all Conrad... That will set his kind of... His bar, I guess you'd say. His mental... Like, that'll, he'll, immediately that'll be him sorted out. If he comes out and goes 15-15, then I think that the whole landscape of the season for him is completely different. I did see a video today. I think it was, it was just it his own track, which is just up the road. And it was wet conditions. And he looked good. They all look good. They're all great riders. But I, think, I do think the first round is massive for Conrad, more so than any other rider. First two rounds for that matter, because Volkenswagen should be good for him. Okay. So really, Matt Lee has been up and down for him. But... 
Vol- with Volkenswald especially, he should start the season well, you would think. So two, two riders we've not... Well, three riders, we t- kind of talked about one of them, but two we haven't. So the other ones I want to talk about are... And this is not the 114 guys before you, before you uh, think I'm, go- I'm going there. Didn't I'm not even enter my mind. Okay. Um, so I kind of... We, we've talked about um, Boswami, we've talked about Renault. Um, Rene Hoffer, that's going to be one rider to watch. We know that. Oh, yeah, he's on my second tier. Yeah. That's the one I was missing. Uh, yeah, and the ones which I would probably would add to that is uh, Guadagini. Sorry? Is it, is it Sorry if I pronounced that incorrectly. Guadagini. Yes. I missed out like a whole section of his name. Guada. There's another G in the middle. Oh, because according to um, uh, the entry list here, it's one G. That's what I said. You no, you said great... there's another G in the yeah, middle. Yeah, because in the middle, originally you just said it was like Guadini. No, I didn't. I said Guadagidi. Yeah. There's no G in that. <laughs> there is a G in his... In, there's two no, G's. when you say it like that, there isn't. Oh, okay. When you well, say whatever. It like, when you, you know say it like I'm, that, you're missing a G You know what I'm fucking middle. on about. Yes. Just you being a dick again. Well, um, I, just demand, I just demand perfection on this show. Yeah. Can't have you dragging me down, can I? Yeah. And Wilson Todd. Who is better than people realise. Yeah. Look at his AMA results last year. So like you, I don't have to tell you. You know all about how he did in the hey, NBA last year. Yeah, I, I watched him, um, you know, quite a lot last year, yeah. and I was really pleased with the results he got. I mean, you've got to think that he was on a star Yamaha, so that did something for his results. I can't recall. bike he was on. I yes. was trying to trap uh, you. He was on a TLD KTM for anyone that thinks I was being serious. Okay. Um, the other, the other person who we've not mentioned is Horgmo, who rode in some of the MX2s last year and yeah, got some good results. MX2 is kind of the opposite to MXGP, where there's going to be people in the top 10 who you don't expect to be in the top 10 because the field is lighter than it has been. Like, no secret. Yep. Whereas MXGP is heavier than it has been, so there's going to be people outside of the top 10 who you don't expect to be outside the top 10. Okay. It's kind of the complete opposite. But uh, we spoke about Olsen's hand injury. Ben's coming off a hand injury. Matisse Basrami, Barami is coming Barami. off a hand injury. Yep. Hand injuries everywhere. So those three are slow starters. I think Beaton's going to be good. Okay. Yep, Beaton. And w- I think Beaton's going to be really good. So what about the three Honda riders? Which... Don't want to buy into any Beaton hype. You're just going to spice pass straight over that. No, but I, I, I definitely remember you having this whole Beaton banging the drums last year. Yep. He got injured a lot. Okay. What do you want from me? N- nothing. Beaton's going to be good. You mark my words. Yep. Marked? Yep, yeah, yeah, yep, Mark, yeah, well done. Um, so the other three Honda riders, Rabini, and then the two 114 guys. How do you think they're going to do? It's weird. I was thinking about this the other day as well. When Rubini went down to the MX250... You thought it was a very, very bad move. You thought he was going to be going into the wilderness. What? Yeah, I, de- I definitely remember you last year. Well, we didn't even have saying, a podcast at that point, so... Uh, I think we did. No, we didn't. Yeah, I think we did. We actually didn't, so... yeah. I think you basically said that this is basically Rubini's career over. But you could have said that because at that point he was irrelevant in MX2. Mm-hmm. No one was talking about him. No one cared. It was over, basically. It was all a shit show. He goes to MX250, does all right for a year, and now suddenly even I'm thinking, oh, he could be quite good in MX2. Yeah. But is he actually better or are we going to just get the Rubini from MX2 before? I think he's better. Okay. But then I also don't really understand how he would have gotten that much better. Do you, do you think he beats his teammate? Yeah, obviously. Well, Usland. Yeah, no doubt. But Usland's capable of running top six. What GPs were you at? Well, the last couple of years he's been doing top six. 
Rarely. I'm just saying it's capable. That's what I said. Capable. Mm. No. Rubini shits all over Ruslan. Okay. No problem. That's my fact. Okay. For day. Anything else you want to add on MX2? Because we've actually gone through this quite, quite well. I think we're both agreed. Yeah, I've, I've, my mind's on MXGP still, to be honest. Beat and hype. Yeah, but you, you've mentioned that yeah, it's three a real, times It's a real now. thing. It is a real thing. Okay. Ben's going to be better than anyone realises as well. I do think, because I think everyone... Okay, so, so here we go. There's a question for you. <laughs> I know where this is going. <laughs> yeah. What? Ben or Beaton? What? Who's my like pick to do better? Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't you know think what? it'd be this difficult. <laughs> you know what? Oh. It's crazy. Because oh, if I'm ben Watson's, into the future. If Ben Watson's it's literally crazy. watching this, you are no longer driving Actually, that bus. No. no, I'll pick Ben. Oh, really? That's, that's fact. That, that's, I'm all about the facts. And you it's can't argue Interesting that. you had to think about that. No, because I was just trying to think ahead. But you've got, this is what I'm saying. People are forgetting how good Ben was in 2018, right? And that year, he had Jonas and Olsen. No, not Jonas and Olsen. Jonas and Prado to contend with. They're mm-hmm. gone. Yeah. He was also battling with Covington. He's gone. So I think Ben could be a big surprise, but a surprise in the sense of everyone going, fuck me, that was good. And then going, oh, actually, yeah, we know he's good enough to do that because remember 2018. So would you say that's your surprise this year? No, because I don't think he's that much of a surprise. I just think people need a little reminder. Okay. That's all. Who, like, is, your, who is your surprise? Can I choose Beaton or is he not really good enough? Uh, that's not a surprise. Beaten hype though is real. Yeah, you, beaten hype is trademarked four times now. What did he do? Send if you, anyone, if anyone, did he send you a picture or something? If you're at Matterley, go up to Jed and say beaten hype to him, and I want to see if he knows what it is. Okay, because I think beaten hype might have made its way out into the wide world a little bit. So this has gone from your WhatsApp messages um, forward. No, I feel like this has genuinely gone to people. Okay, I feel like everyone's got beaten hype. So I'm just interested to see if someone says beaten hype to him what he says in return. Okay. Um, so, so surprise. I, I can't have him as a surprise, no? Uh, Bass. Okay. Because he's actually way better than anyone realises. And in a lighter field, he will be better than anyone realises. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with Wilson Todd because no one's really talking about him. Have you seen his Kawasaki? Uh, no, I haven't. Oh, Dixon's at it again. Is he? Oh, yes. You should have a look this weekend. At, at what point... At, sorry, at, what do you mean by he's at it again? What, looks, what do you mean by at it again? It looks a little exotic. In, in what way? Can you, can you expand on this? I'm not a this? technical guy. I can't go too much detail. I've spoken to anyone. It's just looking a little special. Okay. That, that's really not helped yeah. anybody who's listening I'm to sorry. this. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Um, do we want to talk about any more about MX2 or can we wrap that up, put a nice little bow on it and, 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 and move on? Who was your surprise? Wasn't. Oh, yeah. Can I have Mikhail Harrop as well? I'd like, to get, I'd like to get back on that train I was on at this point last year. Well, I don't know if you can get back on. I think I can. And I don't think you can, because you got... No, because when I got off, I stabbed my hand. <laughs> that's, that's just bollocks. <laughs> that's just they clearly bollocks. said to me, if you want to return, you, we have to put a stamp on your hand. And I was like, okay, cool. Okay, well, do you think, looking at MX2, have we missed anything? We've not, we've not spoken about Mitchell Harrison. Are we just saying Mitchell Harrison met? He'll be all right. He won't be. He'll he'd go in that wild card category of he could do something, but I'm not sure. Okay. Has he has he got a teammate this year? I think he's got um, uh, Goupalon in the MX250, but I don't think he's got anyone in the MX2. So he's literally the sole MX2 rider. Pretty sure, unless I'm missing something. Okay. Cool. 
Um, right, so we good? Disappointment, or do you want to avoid that bullet? No, um, I, I can be brave and go for disappointment. Um, Who doesn't speak English on this list? <laughs> Such a dick. Um, uh, I'm going to go Rubini. I don't know if you can do Rubini, though, because I don't think anyone actually expects anything, do they? Well, being EMX 250, we've just spoken about Vial, who got ninth in EMX 250, yeah, and two years later being a title contender. Um, oh, so TK, you're, oh, TKO. So you're putting Rubini on the Vial path? Well, I'm just saying TKO won EMX 250. I was just going to say, Jesus, if you're putting Rubini on, if you're putting, judging Rubini on what Vial's done, then fuck me. Yeah, put him down as a disappointment. Okay. Um, I don't really, the thing is I don't really see a disappointment on this list because I think everyone's going to be bumped up through all the riders that have left like I don't think and everyone's going to see an improvement oh. in their results so right. it's not, like I think everyone does better right one person we've not even um, uh, literally mentioned and one of my favourite people on Instagram Ferrato there's my disappointment <laughs> <laughs> how what how is it is is Albie going to be a disappointment? I don't know. I'm just picking someone, aren't I? He was super fast last year. I feel like there's a bit of Ferrato hype. Yeah, but didn't he get sipped in Valkensvard? This, this is true. Might be regretting my pick. Yeah, maybe I went too, Maybe I went in too fast. Yeah, dick. Um, no, I'll stick to it. I said what I said. I'll well, stop. you think Ferrato's going to be... Yeah, I'll stick what I said. Oh my God, you are a dick. No, I think so. Um, also... Uh, in MXGP, we didn't actually mention that um, uh, Jake Millwood's going to be in MXGP. That's good to see. Uh, more British riders into um, Save it for MXGP. your British MX show. I will do. And uh, we should put, put a mention out to uh, Taylor Hamill. Oh, so we're now just doing shout-outs to riders. And also Tom Grimshaw, who are both going to be riding MX2 this weekend. And uh, in case anyone didn't know, shout-out to uh, Jeffrey Hurlings, who's also going to be racing in MXGP this weekend. Well, well done, JH. But why would, like, doesn't, like, I feel like we're just all treating everyone equally here. Okay. Yep. Um, just, if you want to carry on being a dick, that's no, just, absolutely fine with you. I'm just, happy. I feel like, I feel like those I'm, riders are at the level where you don't have to congratulate them on doing MX2. I don't. I just want to say it's good to see young English riders coming through and, and, right. and riding MXGP. Fair Nothing enough. wrong with that. Well, fair enough. Thank you. Very British favourism. Right. Rob, from Jukebox Beats, are you ready to go to a break? We're ready to go for a break. Um, big announcement after this break. Big. Oh, you, you literally better hold on for this one because this is, trust me, the, the three people that are online at the moment and listening to this, you guys are going to break the internet with what's going to happen. So uh, on that note, we'll see you in five. You are listening to the MX Vice Show. Talon wheels have been iconic in the industry for over 30 years. Designed, built, and manufactured in the UK. Talon wheels, sprockets, and footrests, and clutch baskets are used by professional riders like Jason Anderson, Zach Osborne, and Sean Simpson. Head over to www.talon-eng.co.uk for more info. Even Strokes is the newest e-commerce store in motocross. Built by motocross enthusiasts, Even Strokes understands your need and offers all of the products you need for a weekend at the track. Shop now for Yoko, Alpine Stars, Fast House, and more at evenstrokes.com. Liat, protecting riders from head to toe. Check out liat.com for more. 
technical touch have been supplying KYB OEM spare parts and factory kit suspension in Europe for decades. Many of the riders you see on track in the FIM Motocross World Championship are using KYB suspension from Technical Touch. Whether you are looking for factory kit suspension or KYB spare parts and oils, they have you covered. Shop now at www.technical-touch.com. Yoko have returned to Top Flight Motocross with a bang. The Yoko Vili collection is made with racing in mind and designed to be the lightest and most flexible motocross gear on the market. Go to yokoeurope.com to locate your nearest dealer or shop online. Hinson is the world-leading manufacturer of clutch baskets, clutch covers, clutch discs, and springs for both dirt bikes and quads. Hinson products are used by many leading riders like HRC Honda, Monster Energy Kawasaki, KTM Factory Racing, and Monster Energy Yamaha Factory Racing. Shop for Hinson products at technical-touch.com. The MX Vice Show. Um, thanks to all the comments online. I think Lewis is looking for a minute a moment. Oh, no, I'm just trying to put Prado's news on the site. Oh, okay. So we know he's not do, uh, doing that. So I, I, I'm looking at some of the comments. Lewis will be looking after uh, looking at the comments a little bit later. Sorry if we've missed any anybody at the moment. We've well, missed all of them. We haven't mentioned one of them. Okay, uh, all of them. Um, it's just that we got a little bit uh, distracted with the old MX2 and MXGP uh, talk. However, we're going to go through some comments now. We're also going to go through um, Ask Vice Anything questions. And we're going to talk about MX Manager. And uh, we've got some prizes this year, which are just beyond phenomenal, I think, for, for, for such a, you know, I always think this is, you know, it wasn't too long ago that we were a hobby website. And, um, you know, it's just a case of some passionate people getting together and, and, and putting this, uh, you know, and turning it into a, a business. And now the business is starting to, to build. We've had our ups and downs. But to have the support that we've got back this year is absolutely phenomenal. And I genuinely can't believe the MX Manager uh, prizes this year. It's just, just absolutely unreal. It's like every, every company I went to and I kind of spoke to and, and sort of talked about our vision. And they're like, yeah, we're in. And not only we're in, some guys have literally come back and, and, and just given us prizes, which are, are absolutely phenomenal. So... Um, there's a lot of people to thank. And as we go through the next hour of the show, we're going to talk about some of these prizes. We're also going to talk about uh, some of the people that helped make it happen. Um, we have one very, very special prize, which they're all great prizes, but this prize is, is kind of priceless. So if, you're, if you've not gone into MX Manager, trust me, um, by tomorrow, I think everybody who's in the motocross world is going to be playing MX Manager because the prize is that good. For the love of God, do you want to just say it? That was about the longest build-up ever. <sighs> okay, okay. All right, so this is now live. Actually, has Matt Lee been and gone? Because that was so fucking long. Jesus Christ. <sighs> Honestly. What? You, 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 sometimes you make me so angry. Oh. I nearly had to bring in a stop it feature from SBS then. Oh. Just, just pack it in. Just dragging it out a little bit there, dragging it out. Okay, so we've got a pretty phenomenal price. I'm going to tell you what it is. Brilliant. So this year, uh, MX Manager is a little bit different. Do you want? Do we go straight into MX Manager? Do you want to? No, do you want to do this now? Prize now. Prize right. now, and then we'll talk about MX Manager later. Okay. Because the prize is a big announcement. Okay. So, so the big announcement is this year, uh, one lucky person is going to get this. You ready? 
Yes, I'm ready for the love of God. <laughs> Literally just killed all excitement now. Everyone wants you to just move on. Okay. One lucky person is going to go and meet James Stewart at the Stewart compound. How fucking cool is that? You, you can't buy that. Just to clarify, you get your flight paid for. So you don't have to like us. Yeah, Lewis is tr- tr- trying to think of now the, the basics. So basically, we're going to sort, sort, sort out your flight. We're going to get you three days in a hotel. And also, you can have $300 spending money whilst you're in Florida. But you are going to be spending a day with James Stewart at the compound. So, um, you know, th- this prize is brought to you by uh, Seven. Uh, absolutely fantastic, uh, amazing prize. So, first thing you need to do is play MX Manager. That is literally the first thing you need to do. The second thing is there's a premium button, which is £12 for a whole year, works out at 50p per GP, and there's literally over £40,000 worth of prizes, which have been. Uh, been put together by all our sponsors so um you know literally for for 12 pounds you get to enter these competitions and then we're going to talk about in in the coming shows about you know how how, how this uh J- james stewart day is just going to plan out and go forward um we've got more prizes coming like this is one of them we've got uh the ktm 125 sx to give away we've got a year's worth of tires from uh dunlop uh there's so many more prizes but I, I, you know, I'm a big James Stewart fan, so it's easy for me to uh, keep going on about this. Just to again be clear, if you like, you can live anywhere in the world and win this. Yeah, like I mean, it would be ideal for us if you lived in Haines City, Florida. That would be quite cheap. We may be quite favoritist to those people. No, no, we're not. But literally, it doesn't matter where you live. If you if you pay your twelve pound, if it's you, not the winner as well, it's a random prize. Yeah, these are random prizes, so it's not a case if you finish first. Literally, this is going to be a random prize. So um, we'll talk about how, how it's going to be picked and what the, the, the process is and everything else. We're going to talk about that in, in the shows coming up. Um, however, I'll repeat if you've only just sort of came in and listened to this. One of the, one of the competition uh, prizes for MX Manager this year is a meet and greet with James Stewart at a Stewart compound. And we're going to be paying your flight, uh, three nights in a hotel, and some spending money as well. It can get better than this, genuinely. Are you excited? I mean, I'm not going to Florida, so I can give a shit basically. <laughs> well, interestingly, I'm going to have to stop you there. And that takes us quite nicely into our uh, new section, sponsored by SBS. Uh, if you want to put the brakes on something, you need to be using SBS. Lewis, stop it. Because you are going to Florida. Oh, wow. Yep. Wow, uh, I knew that, but wow. Yep. I think it's only right that if the winner goes to see uh, a meet and greet with James Stewart, that we should go with them. Do you reckon he'll do a podcast with me? I believe that that could be on the cards as well. Um, wow. But he did actually request me. Do you think that I should? Uh, in person. Do you think that I should try and put him in my hotel somewhere? Um, I should actually shout out to um, Roger Larson, uh, Dennis Block from uh, 7MX. Uh, appreciate you guys uh, supporting the show, supporting MX Vice this year, and putting together not just the James Stewart package, but everything else you guys are doing. Absolutely phenomenal. Um, so, uh, you know what? That, what? That, that actually has done something, because the old numbers have gone up, so people have actually, a bit of hearsay has gone around for that. Yeah. By the looks of it. I mean, could, let, let's just, I, I just want to break this down. I mean, we, we talked about James Stewart sort of, you know, missing for a couple of years. Not only is he kind of like, you know, been away from the scene for a couple of years. 
You're going to meet him. So basically, everyone who wins, everyone who pays £12 to enter gets put in a random draw, and then we will be randomizing that, picking out one name, and that person gets their flight paid for to Florida, spend the day at Stuart Campbell, hang out with James, all of that fun stuff. And you and- can actually, it's like a raffle, basically. So you could technically make five teams pay £12 five times and have five entries. It'd be like buying five raffle tickets if you want to help mm. your odds out. Uh, I just also want to, I want to put out there, I've actually paid to, uh, to play this year. So um, I haven't. Uh, I am going to change the terms and conditions to say that if my name is drawn out for the KTM 125, I am taking it home. Um, and, but you're okay with James Stewart because I'm going to be going anyway. So just want to put that out there. He's going to be so confused when you rock up and try telling him about races he did but getting it very wrong. Like, oh, do you remember that time you won that race on a Honda? Oh, and you just go look oh. around like, who the fuck is this guy? Oh, and do you think he's going to look confused when you stand there with a wet patch in your pants because you just pissed yourself? Sounds like you're going to be that guy, to be honest. What a dick. No. I mean, you can't control it, can you? It's not your fault. Old age and all that. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> dick, oh, honestly. Um, so yeah, that was our prize. Now let's, uh, Lewis, get on the comments. Someone's just called me a tight ass for not paying the 12 pound. <laughs> That's yeah, disappointing. Yeah, ask his mum how much he pays rent. A John Bolton, John Bolton, legend. <laughs> Sounds like uh, a right dickhead. No, John's a great guy. Um, actually designs all of uh, uh <laughs> yeah, Lewis is a tight ass. Yeah, L- I think you mean Lewis loves a tight ass. Um, well, that's fucking funny, Jesus Christ. Yeah, in man's jeans. In uh, oh, yeah, okay, okay. so you're gonna build on that joke then? So proud of it, you're gonna add a bit to it. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah, that's cool. Um, do you want to go through the comments instead of just reading out John Bolton? No, it's fine. I've been, I've been monitoring. Do you want to go on to the old questions? Uh, no, is there any shout-outs we want to do? I don't know. Do you want to shout out more riders? Oh, like in the GP? Oh, I like this one. Owen Hillman. Hi, Lewis. Notice how no one's saying hi to you. Well, I didn't care. It's not about me. The guy, what was the guy's name earlier? Carl? Yeah. Who said that you're basically a waste of time? That's, that's nice. Yeah. Actually, I would like to shout out something. Just in case you missed it earlier, uh, 11 a.m. in the pits at Matley Basin, I'm on the old Fox oh. 74 show with Jeff Emig. Yeah. Doing some stuff. I don't actually know what. But I'm in. But probably going to be shouting about my hotel and where Coldnoff's staying. Yeah. So that's exciting. I look forward to seeing all two of you there. Yeah. Uh, right. Thanks for that. Yeah. No one really cares, to be honest. And um, yeah. Question. You got, yeah. If I win the James Stewart Prize. Yes. Would I expect to be put in a Motel 6? Uh, I'm not sure. Okay, just wondering. I'm not sure. It depends on how many people enter this competition so we can afford <laughs> the um, flight and hotel. Okay. So if only 10 people enter, then you might be taking a tent. Um, yeah, so is that a good answer to your question? That's fine. Yeah. Would I be expecting free connections on my flight? Free, what, three, or a direct flight? Yeah. Well, we haven't Same stipulated thing. because... The problem is, what happens if they're flying from Australia? The great thing is, is uh, one thing I would like to announce on the show, is um, the James Stewart flights are being taken out of Lewis's 2021 travel budget to MXGP. That's all right. Yeah. But you'll be at RacerX by then. I'll make do. Yeah. Um, Once again, RacerX online tomorrow. My column on MXGP 2020. Very exciting. James will be reading. He's not annoyed at all. It's just such a dick. Why don't you just go and fucking join him? Why don't you? Because you guilt-tripped me into staying here. <laughs> How did I guilt-trip you? You said that it would make you cry. That, I did not say that. 
I did not say that. You said you'd be very upset, a little bit emotional. I had somebody lined up for your job. I had to tell them that it was no longer available. Bullshit. Utter no. bullshit. You, you say what you want to say. Just saying. MX Vice is bigger than you and me. But you, ca- you carry on. All right. Uh, right. Questions. Questions. No, I've got a question. Um, I've got a question here from... No, uh, Rob's trying to point you something. Oh. Liat, protecting riders from head to toe. Oh. Check out liat.com for more. How did you not know we had that? I, I, I just got in a moment. Do you know where I was going with that as well? Something fucking I, ridiculous. I was coming up with a funny name. Yeah, exactly. That's why I stopped you. Because no one fucking cares. It's the most fucking stupid thing ever. Does my nut in it, does. So we're moving straight into question number one. No, uh, bro, I'll, stop, I'll stop no. you there. No. Uh, if anybody has any funny names that they want to share, can you please put them in the comments and I will call them out live on air. No one will. So, Jared14H on Twitter said, I asked about this 12 months ago, so hopefully we have a positive answer this year. Well, I am Mr. Positive, so I reckon we'll be able to sort that out for you. Debatable. Um, is there any way of watching GPs this year without having to take out a second mortgage for MXGP TV? That's probably not a great question to start with, is it? <laughs> with what? Sorry? Okay, so you weren't listening. The good news is you don't have to take out a second mortgage because MXGP TV isn't actually that expensive. But yes, you're going to need MXGP TV. Is it more expensive than um, I don't actually know how Supercross? Much it is. I think I paid. Uh, I think I paid about eighty pounds for Supercross. Is it one hundred and twenty quid for MXGP? Something like that. I don't know. I think it is. I get it free. I'm spoiled. I'm very lucky. Okay. Andrew Conway wants to know how many riders will you be inviting to your hotel room? Someone has just asked if they get to ride for Stuart Compound. Uh, well, that's only if you're good enough. If, if you're going to let MX Vice down and look like a wobbler around there, then no, because I could do that. That's true. Yeah. So yeah, you need MXGP TV, but it will be a lot, it'll basically be the same as every other year, basically. So, but MXGP TV, as well as the Supercross package, is worth it because you get a fair chunk. Okay. Are you getting commission on, on, on the MXGP TV or not? No. Okay. This is just you coming from a side. No, like, let's, like I, was, um, I was bobbing about the old Supercross package the other day, having a look what's on there. Yeah. And it, like, you can watch like full shows from 2011. Yeah. Like, it's pretty amazing. Really good. And like, MXGP TV's all archived as well, so it's all right. Yeah. I, 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 to be honest, uh, I pay for one and I get, uh, I'll put my hands up, I get one free, which is the MXGP um, TV package. I get them both free. Uh, oh yeah, because Feld loved me. I don't know you are. The, the man from Feld thinks I'm amazing. Um, question two? Yeah. Dan Evans525 said, on last week's show, when James was talking about the rookies, you guys forgot to mention the only Welshman in the series, Sterry. How does he get on with a 450? Is he going to be ahead of someone like Strybos? Did we forget him? We did forget him. Did we? That we doesn't did. really seem like a th- us thing to do. I think we did, and we forgot him again this week. Yeah, we didn't really talk about him that much. No, we, we, did, we, we mentioned that Adam Sterry was running on Talon Wills this year. With He's also Gunnicks. using Liat goggles. Wow. Look at, look at Adam representing our brands. Yeah. Liat boots as well, I believe. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, that's a good question. I, I genuinely think um, Adam is going to be way better on a 450 than he is on a 250. I think um, just that she, you know, body structure, everything, uh, riding style lends itself to the 450. So I think he's going to do really, really well. Um, then I think he's, he's, going to, he's going to be a regular point scorer, I believe. Um, but he is in that group of riders that 
you know, that, that class is just so difficult. Can he get top 10? I think he can get top 10. Um, can he beat Strybos? Yeah, I think he can beat I think yeah, he'll beat, beat Strybos. Yeah. Do you reckon, this is, I asked someone else this question, do you think he'll be ahead of Simpson? Good, good question. It is, isn't it? Yeah, Thank real you. good question. Um, I don't know. I don't know if, he, if he'll be ahead of Simpson, but I, I, I would say he'll be there or thereabouts um, with Simpson. And that's, that's, you know, Simpson's, you know, had a really good preseason. He's got his own team going. He's doing everything his way. He, he's going to be good this year. However, I think Adam can, can match him. Uh, we've just had a question that we probably should answer. Okay. Nicholas Bordeaux said, the raffle includes a Stuart Prize anymore. That's not it, right? So do you want to reel it off now or shall I? Uh, sorry, what was that? Sorry. Basically, if you, enter, if you pay your £12 and enter on MX Manager, you could, the prizes are, not limited to, but these are some of them off the top of my head, yep. custom Monster Energy helmet, two VIP tickets yeah, but, to the nations. Okay, so we're doing this down, not in the MX Manager section. Yeah, because someone's asking. Okay, and this right. applies to everyone. This okay. isn't, we're not talking about picks for MX Manager, are we? Um, well, do you want me to go for it? Or have you got it there in front of you? Uh, you can go for it if you like. Okay, so the ran- random prizes are KTM125SX. We have um, direct from Monster, Monster Replica Helmet. Uh, we also have from Osset the, the fantastic Osset MX-10 electric bike. If you've not used uh, the MX-10s, honestly, they are freaking awesome. So I'm just about to upgrade my daughter, Olivia. She's got a, a Chinese bike at the moment, but um, she's going to be testing out a new Osset MX-10 over the next couple of uh, weeks, which is going to be fantastic. Uh, so we've got those as the random prizes along with um, Stuart. Um, we're going to go into a little bit more detail about how you win the Stuart Prize um, uh, with the uh, random draw. Then the other prize is what we got available. These are all confirmed. So um, we've potentially got something going on with Husqvarna, which is going to be, uh, you know, it's not 100% confirmed, but we're, we're talking to them at the moment. Uh, Yoko have got some fantastic prizes with kit and signed shirts. Uh, Rentful have got handlebars, handlebars, grips, rear sprocket, front sprocket, and chain package. Um, We've got Fox with a Fox 360 shirt, pants, and a V2 helmet. Liat, I've got five uh, goggles up for grabs. Um, in the, the random... Uh, but oh, I believe, you are lost. You are, you are flustered, aren't you? No, not lost, but I was just clarifying, actually, that um, first prize um, for the championship is two MXON VIP tickets. Yeah. Those bad boys are worth £1,200. Yeah, it's not bad, is it? Especially so, UNA. Well, yeah. it should be decent, decent track. And they're, and they're literally sponsored by Monster Energy. So Monster Energy is sponsoring the VIP tickets. Greenland MX have got three sets of um, uh, kit up for grabs. Um, tickets for GPs. Uh, I believe, is it two tickets for each GP yep. next year? Except for Portugal and Spain. Except so for Portugal and Spain. 20 GPs. So we've got... Uh, 36 tickets to give away for MXGP next year. Look at that maths. Yeah, fantastic. Um, Even Strokes uh, have got uh, lots of vouchers up for grabs on the the e-commerce shop. So we're going to be giving out um, uh, 50, 75, and 100 pound vouchers for um, finishers. Uh, Technical Touch have just got another freaking awesome prize, which is, and and this is going to be chosen differently as well, because obviously this is not going to be applicable to somebody who's 85 and applying for, for MX Manager. So we're just working out uh, the gist of things in, 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 in possibly how people are going to win. But you will have the chance to win a KYB uh, A-kit suspension um, from Technical Touch. You will be able to run it for a year on your bike. You will also be able to go over to Lommel. You will go and test with the MXGP technicians 
who will help set up your suspension on your bike. That's another phenomenal price. This is the same suspension that Strybos, Van Horbeek, basically 114, pretty much every MXGP team is going to be running next year. So you've got the expertise from these guys who are going to be setting up your bike and your suspension to use for a year. So whether you're an AMCA, whether you're a schoolboy rider and you're finishing 30th, you enter the competition and you win, you're going to have factory A kit suspension on your bike in 2021 to use for a whole year and get it set up. Um, Atlas have got a neck brace and defender protector. Um, we've also got SBS brakes. Everyone who enters SBS league before uh, first round is entered into the competition to win the SBS leather jacket, beanie, gloves, and umbrella. So SBS have got their own league on uh, on MX Manager. You need to enter that league before Sunday, and uh, you're in, in a chance to win that one. Uh, we've got um, Twinner. Uh, I've got a fantastic package. They've got a power flow kit for your bike, 10 extra filters, filter maintenance, promotional items. Uh, they've also got a per-round winner of pre-oiled air filter for your bike and promotional items such as caps, lanyards, and, and so on. Um, set, obviously, we've talked about the MX-10, and then Seven have come up with the goods with, uh, obviously, the JS7 meet and greet. You're being flown out to Florida to spend uh, a day at the Stewart Compound. Uh, we've also got some James Stewart shirts signed, which are going to be up for grabs, which uh phenomenal price. Absolutely amazing. Uh, Axel Hodges, our, our, our favorite guy on, on Instagram at the moment. Uh, we've got shirts, uh, Axel Hodges shirts to give away. We've got Malcolm Stewart shirts to give away. And we've also got the Hitachi team. Uh, so Vassen and Conrad Muse and Eddie J. Wade, you get a chance to win um, some of their signed shirts. Plus, we've got five sets of seven kit to give away. So seven have come in big time with, with that. Um, another one of our sponsors, uh, Talon. Uh, we're giving away a set of wheels. This is probably the longest answer to a question yeah, I ever. asking this question. <laughs> but this gives you an idea. The prizes that we've got available, and this isn't all of them. This, these are only the ones which are confirmed. So I'm still talking to quite a few different companies, and they're coming back with us with, with what they're going to be able to offer this year. So... Trust me, this, this competition is just blown every single year that we ran this out of the water. So the fact that we're able to give away bikes this year is, is pretty phenomenal. The, the fact that you can go meet James Stewart is also phenomenal. So um, all you need to do, get onto MX Vice, go to MX Manager, sign up. That's the first thing, select your team. There's a banner at the bottom of the team selection page that says basically go premium. You click that and then you click through the next image and then you do a one-time payment of £12 and you sort it. So back to the questions. Back to the questions. Uh, Brought to you by Leah. At CR Dory said, Hey lads, I may have missed it a few years ago, but can you expand on the Everts and Suzuki fallout? Why does Suzuki have to wait until 2021 to come back? That's if you're allowed to talk about it. It's all contract stuff. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, it's all contract stuff. And all the contracts that they had in place with Everts are pre all the pre-existing contracts they had in place with Everts are still going to be in effect in effect until 2021. When the, when the contract which they had together... And everyone presumed they'd be coming back as soon as that contract's done. I'm beginning to doubt that. Because... Do you, do you, here's a question to, um, for you, because everything is kind of pointing towards Suzuki seem to be done in, in Motocross. Well, yeah, I don't think JGR will be using Suzuki next year. So I, I think I, HEP still will be, so they'll still have some presence. So I kind of, I kind of think that at the end of 2021, I think... You know, from what from what I'm seeing and what people are saying, and it's Chinese whispers, I know. However, it just seems that Suzuki are done. 
Well, they can be done up in professional racing and still crack on with like amateurs and bikes and all sorts, can't they? So but, it's just a different approach. But I don't think they're even bringing out any any updates to the bikes or anything. Bold new graphics. Bold new graphics. Okay. Um, so hopefully that answers your question, Colin. Uh, Sparrow MX said, if the early in the year British GP is a success numbers-wise, do you think it will become the norm in the future? I think... Last year's was already an upgrade on previous years, numbers-wise and return-wise. It was cheaper to run as well because it's not festival season and everything. And when the first calendar was released, we, the British GP still wasn't on there. So that should tell you everything you need to know. Nothing's a cert. And basically, you fill all the hole that you can fill. So there you go. There we go. There we go. Okay, next question. Uh, Chris United 93 on Twitter said, do you reckon we can have five British podium finishers this weekend? Simpson third in MXGP, Watson and Muse one and three in MX2, and a possible one-two in one-two-fives with Rizzy and Wade. Okay. Can, can it happen? Sure, they're all going to line up. Will it? So you need a lot to go your way to have all five of them on the podium on Absolutely, one weekend. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. A lot to go your way, yeah. I reckon... I reckon I wouldn't be surprised if we have one rider on the podium in one two fives and one in MX2. Okay. That's realistic. I yeah. Think. Yeah, and that would be a great result. Uh, Daniel Smith on Facebook said, what does Lewis Phillips think of all the amazing stats that James Burfield is posting? That's a sarcastic tweet because obviously he knows that I'm the one who's posting the stats and you do fuck all. So. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I've, I've, I've been coming up with some amazing stats lately. Mm, yeah. Questionable. Uh, chill Jill... Chill Jill on Instagram. Okay. Chill Jill. Uh, I You're got probably saying that absolutely I haven't got wrong. a speech impediment. That's just the name. Uh, predictions on the 2020 Supercross champ. Ooh. 2020 Supercross champ. Yeah. Tomac's looking good, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's kind of all working out this year, isn't it? Yeah. Although, we're not talking about Supercross, but I'll say this quickly. Everyone's saying, oh, it's fine. He hasn't had a meltdown yet. That's fine. We're like eight rounds in. He hasn't had a meltdown. That's amazing. 20... 17. Oh, here we go. Go on, stat man. 2017? Yeah, 2017. Yeah, 2017. He had his meltdown at the penultimate round. So it can happen anytime. You never know when it's safe to go back in the water. Just okay. you wait. Um, I'm definitely not going to rule out um, Roxon. I would have picked Webb before the Arlington crash. Yeah. That, that would have been my pick, but here we go. That was a bad one. Um, CMHMX Holidays on Instagram. Oh, hey, Mickey. It's a cheeky way to get a plug, you know? Yeah. Um, well done, Mickey. I like that. How do you think Max will do in the outdoors? And do you see anyone else from the UK going over to race? Uh, well, we, we've kind of spoke to Tommy, and Tommy said he's going to try and get over for a round. Yeah. So that would be quite and cool. And Nichols will, if Tommy goes, Nichols will obviously look to go. Yeah. So that could be possibly two, two other riders. left out and everything. Yeah. Um, how will Max do outdoors? Um, Max, I think, is going to do very well. I think... Uh, obviously, he's got his injury, and he's going to have to recover. Get you know more about this than me, um, but I believe he's going to be a top five rider. Oh, yeah, easy. Four to six is a safe bet every week, and there'll be a couple of wins sprinkled in there, a couple of podiums, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, he'll be yeah. he'll be all right. He'll be ready. He's at Matley as well Saturday. Yeah, so it's going to be uh, it's going to be when he gets that first win. It's going to be very very cool. Can I ask a question quickly? Of yeah, of the course. People, yep. Um, I wanted to put this to people. Basically, instead of going to the Russia GP, great Ooh. place. Yeah. Love Russia. Nothing against it at all. No. Just love what they're doing over there. Well, actually, we should say that when we go to Russia, um, we go there on a tourism visa. Yeah. We don't go there as a, on, a, on, a, on a business uh, it's visa. All the, it's all of it. 
Um, it's obviously, you know, the things what we've got to think about is we lost £50,000 worth of uh, video equipment in, in Imola, which was stolen. If we go to Russia, there's nothing stopping us from, from basically uh, being searched and having our video equipment taken away. So trust me, losing £50,000 worth of video and, video and photographic equipment is kind of a hard pill to swallow, especially when we're only a small business. So over to you, Lewis. Oh, we were thinking instead of doing the Russian GP this year, to spice it up, the WW National is on that weekend, it's round four. So we were thinking instead of doing Russia, what would everyone think if we went over to Florida and like did a kind of update on Max's season and like followed Max around for the weekend at a Nationals so everyone can fully understand what he's got going on over there. But if everyone wants us to go to Russia, then we'll go to Russia. But if anyone thinks that's a cool idea, then we'll change things up for one weekend. So it's over to you, whatever they want to do, really. Cool. So what would you like to see? Would you like to see MX Vice go to Russia and Lewis to eat some questionable food? Or would you like to see us go over to America, go to an AMA and um, follow Max for a weekend? I mean, if it was up to me, it's obvious. I'd obviously much rather spend a weekend in Russia than Florida. Who wouldn't? Great place. TripAdvisor seems friendly. Lots of positive remarks. Okay, cool. Um, Gert Jan Prinson okay. on Instagram hey, Gert. said, with 12 factory riders in MXGP, which non-factory riders do you think will make the top 10 at Matley? Non-factory? Make oh. the top 10? Yep. In MXGP? Yep. Van Horbeek? That's fair enough. Yeah. But then do you think you'll make the top 10? Yeah. But then what factory riders are you kicking out? Do you get the do you get the gist of the question now? Yeah, yeah. I think it will. I reckon it will be all factory riders, unless it's muddy and Simpson slides in there. Okay. Uh, no, I, I'd I'd say. Um, uh, just looking at this now, I think uh, yeah, Van Horbeek uh, is a definite. Um, just thinking. Yeah, I'm just going to go with Van Horbeek. Brilliant. Thanks for that. Yeah. Um, George Hopkins 4 said, why isn't K. DeWolf riding MX2 after his good ride at Hawkstone? Because he's an EMX250 rider. And they want to win an EMX250 championship. Yeah, and he's still like progressing quicker than some think he should. But he could quite easily spend another year in 125s. But he's moving up through the ranks. They could, I guess they could have put him as a wild card in MX2, but then why do that? Like, it's just kind of like their focus needs to be on the first round of EMX250, not a random MX2 round. So... Maybe I wouldn't be surprised if it happens later in the year, but who knows? Arjun Meester, yep, ninety-seven, said, "Who's the biggest dark horse underdog in MXGP or MX2?" Mm. Uh, I guess that just goes as our surprises, doesn't it? Do you know what? I'm going to go with Renault in MX2. I'm going to go with Renault. Yep, that's all right. Um, to be fair, no one thinks about him because he's so quiet and... Yeah, not an easy quiet, but I think the bike's dialed. Not Bowler that. counts have been told the bike's dialed and he's looking really, really good. So um, I'm going to put my money on Renault. And uh, Dark Horse, I'm going to say it. It's probably a little bit obvious, but I think Mitch, um, from from what we've seen pre-season, from what we know of, of him as a person and stuff like that, then... Uh, I would say Mitch and Vlanderen could, could both be dark horses um, and could actually mix it up with um, quite quickly with some of the guys up front. What did I say is my surprises? Vlanderen and Vassar and Harrop. Yeah. So I'll go with those. Okay. Although dark horse and underdog kind of means for a title. 
So I'll go cold enough. No, I'm joking. I'm not going to contradict myself. Um, uh, no, I'll, I'll go with those. I, that's all right. I'll go with those. Uh, Arjun Mista, 97, again, said, what are your thoughts on Max Roland racing EMX 125? Oh, I think it's so cool. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Randomly, really, really I was cool. thinking about this the other day, and I actually started getting a bit excited because I genuinely think he is like a sick rider, got a sick style, and this is going to shake it up quite nicely. Yeah. But I'm actually genuinely quite excited to see how he does. Yeah, I think there's a massive buzz now about the EMX 125 class with him going in Everts and you've got Eddie J. Wade uh, you've got Joel Rizzi um, who's the is not is it Kay's car is he in MX250 is it Kay's car, cars to mark I don't know yeah. what you're trying to say I, it's, it's a, a Dutch guy well that's sure not what guy. is this guess who that's not really much to go on is it Okay, I didn't realise you still had a chip on your shoulder. Okay, yeah. EMX125, I think, is looking really, really good this year. It's going to be exciting. Uh, Josh Broadway said, do you think TC222 will get his 10th world title before he retires? I don't know. I don't know. I think he very well could, but it's going to be tough. It's going to be real it's tough. Not, it's not 2014 anymore, and we can't just sit here and go, yeah, of course he will, it's fine. But there again, it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if no, he came what, out swinging I mean. this year. No, that's what I mean. He can do it. It's just, yeah. But you can't sit here and like... But it's stacked against him this year. I wouldn't say it's stacked against him. I'd just say you can't... Uh, at most, you can put him level with Hernandez and Geyser. You can't put him above them. No. So, um, finally, Brad Wheeler said, are you doing live phone-ins to talk about GP predictions? Obviously not. No, I think... I want to do... P- I want to have live phone-ins, but James is stopping it. The, he's, he's the old SBS stop it segment here. The, um, the, <laughs> yeah, SBS stop it. A uh, couple of things. Uh, I'm, I'm all for live phone-ins. It's a part, the, the, the thing is with us is, A, we, we, we regularly punch above our weight. Um, so resources are, are very, very tight. And, and finding um, good people who, who, who want to work and, and kind of you know, has the same passion as us. So to bring, to bring in... Uh, We'd have to bring in the, the, the tech, obviously, which is a cost to bring, to bring that in. Then quite quickly, we're seeing that we're going to have to expand the team um, because uh, Rob is uh, literally negotiating sound. He's a sound producer. He's now um, becoming quite, quite quickly a video producer uh, and organizing the whole show and everything else. And if we keep adding more elements to this, then I think you only have to look at other shows and see how many people are behind the scenes. And um, it's way more than uh, three of us. So um, everyone's saying that we should go to America instead of Russia. Really? Yeah. Okay. The people have spoken. That's exciting. People have spoken. Uh, any more questions? Uh, no, that's it. Well, that's the one I picked anyway. Excellent. Anything on comments? Do you want to have a quick scan through comments I to see did. if there's any questions on there? No. No? Any no. good shout outs like um, no. Lewis is a bender? No? No, one's, no one's done any of the names because everyone thinks it's fucking ridiculous. What? So nobody's put in their funny names? No, because everyone thinks you're a joke. I hate to break it, dear. That's where we're at. Oh, that's a bit disappointing. I thought it's it not was... how hard you fall; it's how you get up. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, that's a that's a real shame. Uh, so, you're happy with questions? Yep. We're done with questions. Thanks to Liat for sponsoring that segment. Thank you very very much to Liat for what they do and sponsoring uh, MX Vice questions. Liat. Protecting riders from head to toe. Check out liat.com for more. That's quite jazzy, that is. Oh. Okay, uh, Lewis, you're going to be talking about MX Manager. Why? Something's happened. I don't know what's happened. But here we are. So, 
Welcome to the Lewis Phillips Show. I suddenly feel a lot freer now that I got the dead weight out of the room. Shame we couldn't have done this from the start because we would have had a much smoother ride. Probably would have been out of here by now. But there we go. So, so Lewis Phillips Motocross Show. We're going to talk MX Manager now. The only fantasy game based on the FIM Motocross World Championship or MXGP as you like to call it. So basically this year we've changed a fair few things. Like you've got to pay £12 to win prizes, which is been explained already. Well worth it with the prizes up for grabs. Just go to your team selection page at the bottom. There's a banner that says buy now. Click that. Click the next image where it says buy now again. And there you go. You get um, a payment page. So it's simple as that. Two other changes. The hard charge is gone, which no one wanted in the first place. James was clinging onto it way too long like his adopted child that no one else liked. So that's gone. No 25 points for the rider who makes the most passes, which means it's genuine strategy now. There's no luck involved. There's no none of that. It all comes down to who you pick, how they do, and how best you strategize. Speaking of strategy, you now have um, up to five riders in each MXG, in MXGB and MX2, so 10 riders total. That's not a requirement. You can have one rider in each class, two riders in each class. One ri- You can have no riders in one class and five in the other. It's completely up to you. But that adds strategy into the game because you can um, now stack the riders differently, if you get what I'm saying. Like, for instance, rather than going for Hurlins, you could go for five... Hurlins is 600,000 euros on the game. You start with a million... 200,000 budget. Instead of spending half your budget on Hurlins, you could go for six riders who each cost 100,000, therefore spending the same amount. But if half of those riders punch above their weight, you're going to pull in way more points. So that is something that I would kind of recommend, I think. But it's a new thing, so we're not even sure how it's going to play out. There's no way to know how these changes are going to affect the rules and stuff like that. But it's kind of open season. You can do whatever you want in that respect. So, are you back? Is that what we're back? Saying? Yeah. Sorry about uh, that, guys. It I looks never like went anywhere. it looks like our um, our feed was interrupted. By what? Uh, it looks like um, it looks like uh, some Russians hacked us um, because you mentioned um, something negative about Russia. So it's been confirmed that we have had an attack from Russia. So the hackers took us down, um, but we are now back up again. So it, I think Putin? Question mark. Uh, I don't think we need to go there. Okay. Um, I think that possibly uh, you will have to rescind your offer of going to Florida and now go to Russia just to keep us online. Okay. So um, I mean, it's not okay. I'm going to kick off right off when we get off here. So I've do, done. The, I've told everyone about the MX manager changes, James. You don't need to. You don't well, need to worry. Well, um, I think it'd be quite uh, good to go back over because I think we were actually off air as you were babbling on and talking. I literally and, did a massive speech by myself. And boring everybody. No, it's fine. Everyone right, can so get... listen, what are the changes this year compared to last year? For the people who played last year, what's different this year? You really want me to go over it again? Not all the, all Sorry the to the people who are listening to the archive on Spotify and iTunes and SoundCloud and Stitcher and Google Play. You can forward this bit. I'll do it quick. Two changes. Hard charge rewards gone. James was clinging to that like an adopted child no one wanted. That's gone. There's Still no bonus points for that anymore. Nothing to worry about. That terrible bonus point structure has gone. Brilliant. Great news. Secondly, you can now have up to 10 riders, five in each class, which means that basically strategy comes into it way more because you could, have, you could stack up 10 cheap riders 
And that could give you so much more points than going for Hurlins. But then you need those riders who are going to be more of a risk because they're not a sure bet like Hurlins to kind of perform. So it's strategies. Strategy is a big part of it this year, but that's what you expect when the prizes are this good. So back to you. Yeah. So what Lewis is trying to say is that there's a few more variables this year. Uh, we, we really Strategy's want... Strategy's a big part of it this year, but that's what you expect when the prizes are... Is that me? Sorry, that was my phone. Actually, no, it wasn't. Or was it me? I don't know. This is off the rails. It's do, late. Do, do you know what's worse than one, Lewis? <laughs> <laughs> two. Definitely was two. Was that actually me? Yeah. Oh, sorry about that, guys. I, I don't know. Um, so, this year we've got, um, obviously, the changes which have gone in, there, in uh, MX Manager. I think it's going to be for the better. I, I, I liked Hard Charger because you had that one variable. It was which luck. Came in. It was all came down to luck. No one, wanted, no one wanted a variable that they couldn't control. Okay. Everyone wants to strategize. No one wants to, like, luck. I'm sorry. I'm sorry you had to find out this way. But the okay. fact of the matter is. But I have got to give Lewis credit because Lewis came up with the idea of um, extending it from two riders to be picked to five. So that's been pretty cool. I think that's a great addition this year. Um, so, so well done, Lewis, for doing one good bit of work this week. So, what do you want to do? Talk about MX Manager riders or...? Yeah, oh, the other thing that we should say is there's a new design for MX Manager, um, which is about to drop, so we're just waiting for that. It's probably going to be after um, the first round, unfortunately. Um, but there will be updates now on MX Vice and MX Manager literally throughout the year. So, so now we, we're, we're back in control of the business. Um, Literally, you're going to see MX Vice change all the time. Some really, really good stuff coming up. Regarding uh, player picks. Everyone what? on Facebook comments is asking for us to do handicaps. I'd just like to point out, I have been pushing for us to do handicaps, but James literally does not understand. No. <laughs> he cannot um, get his head around it for the life of it. <laughs> it's not about handicaps. It's, um, f- for me, it's kind of, uh, I'm, I'm old school. Uh, I liked uh, previously playing fancy games with uh, where you get to pick uh, your, your budgets and everything else. And um, with handicaps, uh, you know, maybe we we do a, a, a second game. Which, what? Why would which we do for, fantasy games? Which is for the eighteen people that have been calling it because I'm sure that Lewis has probably got eighteen accounts and actually uh, all comment and say we want handicaps. And if we had handicaps, we'd just be like Pulp and Max, wouldn't we? Mm. I think we would. No, because there's we no, would. they haven't invented the handicap system. No, they haven't, but it would just be the same. This is a this this is like we've been doing this since 2012. This is kind of our version which which we want to do. So Alright. Yeah. And and you know, and, and it's MXGP. Alright. Cool. Just just leave the fucking handicaps. 2021. Stay tuned. No. Right. Um, have you done prices for the riders? Yep. Talk us through the prices. Well, I set a team the other day. Again, with the five rider thing, I'm really not sure how to play it this year. But what I've done is the prices for teams and manufacturers have gone up. So I think, think that I'm going to stay away from those from those options. What I I had a little rough go at it the other day. Yeah. And I came up with a five rider team: Jeremy Van Horbick, Prado, Jonas, Simpson, and Guadagnini. You can have all those five riders yeah, for one all of my million. budget. I feel like that's quite a good team. Yeah. And I don't feel like missing a manufacturer or a team is going to bite me too much. Okay. The reason I can have that is because Prado's only 200,000 euros. Because who knows? 
Okay. He's literally been riding two weeks. What I love about MX Manager is when I let Lewis loose on this, it's, he basically does everything so that he can pick the best team and it works for him. I mean, not like I'm the only rider who, uh, person who's got these prizes. Everyone has access to this. Surely do, but you're just doing it to suit you. Okay. But that's what, that's what my team is at the moment. And I think that not having a team or manufacturer is fine. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Not certain, but we'll see after this weekend. I think I'll stick with that. Because like KTM is 300,000, and you don't get the points that the riders actually get. If, some, if Hurlins finishes first overall, you get 10 points for that. Yeah. So realistically, you're, you might push 50 points. Okay, so what? Uh, so obviously it's different this year because obviously you've got gas cast, which will come into it. Um, so you've lo- lost basically three riders, basically, haven't you? Realistically, you're only going to have three MXGP KTM riders in the top 10 most weeks. Where, where last year you had five. Yeah, so talk about it this way. So if Hurlins, Prado and Crowley sweep the podium, that's 10 plus 9 plus 8. That's 27. Say they go 1-2 in MX2 as well. Help me out. That's 46. Oh, sorry, you wanted me to add up the points. I'm not okay. very good at math. So that's 46 in total. And that's if they sweep the podium and go 1-2 in MX2, which isn't going to happen. Okay. Or in, like, for yeah. all of that to happen on one weekend, it's almost impossible. Sure. I f- that's 300,000. I'll tell you what, that's quite good. <laughs> but then, no, because I'm, I'm falling into the trap because that's if they sweep the podium. That's not going to happen. You, you, yeah, it's not going to happen, but it could. It, no, because they've got to sweep the podium and go 1-2 in MX2. Okay. So but what happens right. if they just sweep the podium? What's the, what's the points? Well, that's 27, but they're always going to have points added in from MX2, aren't they? Yeah. But if that's 300,000 for 27 points, that's pretty much a race win. But then you could have... Let me, let me get the MXGP prices up quickly. You could have... Please hold. You could have Lupino, Goal, mm-hmm. and... Tixia, Strybos, Chervelin, Bernardini, Covington, any mixture of those three riders for the same price. And they could potentially go further because who knows, they might bust out a 10th. Might do. And then you only need the other two to do fuck all. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm not sure how it's going to work out, but I think I'm not going to do a team of manufacture and just see how it goes. The, the, the whole idea with it... With- with the game, though, was to raise those questions and, and, and Basically, keep people guessing. strategy is massive in it now. Yeah. Because before, everyone was doing the same strategy. Pick a 400,000 rider and then pick a cheaper rider and see what they do. Didn't someone come up to you last year with, they literally wrote down, like they had sheets and sheets and sheets on MX yeah, Manager about literally the, the, the strategies they go into. I find that pretty... Yeah, well, now, bloody hell, it's going to be even harder. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, you could say that. That's going to be pretty cool. So if you haven't had a chance, um, it'd be great. Even if you don't want to pay the premium and, and you might not want to meet James Stewart, I, I, I question why you screw, even want to... To be fair, screw how you feel about meeting James Stewart. I'm taking a free flight to Florida all day. Like, okay. What, what are you doing in Florida if you're not going to see James Stewart? Uh, theme park. Oh, theme park. <laughs> like, right, yeah. Okay, theme park. So good, yeah. If someone came to you and went, look, I don't want to meet James Stewart. Yeah. I've won the prize. I don't want to meet James Stewart. Can I have my flight on a different day? Yeah. What would you say? I would say um, you're probably... Um, don't bother coming to MX Vice again. Uh, you're not welcome. And we don't like your sort here. Well, that's a bit inappropriate. Uh, not really. 
so uh, I was going back to that. Uh, MX Manager, okay, you may not want to pay premium. That's great. We completely get it. 12 quid is a massive amount of money. It's like possibly two large cappuccinos in Costa Coffee and uh, a chocolate brownie. You may not want to give that up. You may not. However, if you don't want to give that up and you want to sit in Costa on your laptop and want to play MX Manager, you can. It's still free. Okay, so you can still play MX Manager, compete. You can go into leagues. You can give Lewis shit. Um, you can do what you like, um, but you won't win prizes. But you can still have fun. You can still strategize. And we want you to play. We don't just want you to pay £12. We actually want you to play MX Manager this year because uh, we've got just over 10,000 signups now. I think it's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. Yeah. Cool. Um, that was our uh, first go at the live show. I hope you guys liked it. Um, Obviously, we've got a few things to uh, smooth out, and it will get smoother as we go through this, a bit like we did when we first started the podcast show. Um, it's been really good trying to carry Lewis again uh, this week. Um, it's always always good. Um, you're back to Brighton now? Yeah, I'm driving home. Yeah. Three hours, because you've placed the podcast studio ridiculously far away from me. Have you um, spent much time in Brighton? Uh, Tang Center lately? I actually don't live in Brighton. Okay, quite close though. You should really pay closer attention to where your staff are located. Okay. Uh, so, all good there? Yeah, I think it's great. Do you want to just chit-chat or...? No, I was just making sure that there's uh, uh, no one noshing off anybody okay. in the city center like usual. You've or... set up that joke for quite a while there. Seemed like you didn't want to execute it exactly. Seemed uh, like you're a bit nervous. You weren't sure how it was going to go for it. No, no, it's fine. I think um, what we've... Can we just... Where's that guy's comment that said, all James does is fail to be funny? Because that is going on the wall. Okay, um, that's going to be next to Coldenhoff punching you in the face for calling him a big dosser. I've never said that. You're just putting words in my mouth. Uh, the only thing you want in your mouth is is something different to words. On that note, again, thank hilarious. you uh, so much to everybody who is uh, watching, listening in, came in, whatever, and um, anybody who's downloading this on iTunes, Spot, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, Google Play. SoundCloud and SoundCloud. Thank you very much, and we'll see you again next week. You are listening to the MX Vice Show. Evenstrokes is the newest e-commerce store in motocross. Built by motocross enthusiasts, Evenstrokes understands your need and offers all of the products you need for a weekend at the track. Shop now for Yoko, Alpine Stars, Fast House, and more at evenstrokes.com. Hinson is the world-leading manufacturer of clutch baskets, clutch covers, clutch discs, and springs for both dirt bikes and quads. Hinson products are used by many leading riders like HRC Honda, Monster Energy Kawasaki, KTM Factory Racing, and Monster Energy Yamaha Factory Racing. Shop for Hinson products at technical-touch.com. Talon wheels have been iconic in the industry for over 30 years. Designed, built, and manufactured in the UK. Talon wheels, sprockets, and footrests, and clutch baskets are used by professional riders like Jason Anderson, Zach Osborne, and Sean Simpson. Head over to www.talon-eng.co.uk for more info. Liat. Protecting riders from head to toe. Check out liat.com for more. Technical Touch have been supplying KYB OEM spare parts and factory kit suspension in Europe for decades. 
Many of the riders you see on track in the FIM Motocross World Championship are using KYB suspension from Technical Touch. Whether you are looking for factory kit suspension or KYB spare parts and oils, they have you covered. Shop now at www.technical-touch.com. Yoko have returned to top flight motocross with a bang. The Yoko Vili collection is made with racing in mind and designed to be the lightest and most flexible motocross gear on the market. Go to yokoeurope.com to locate your nearest dealer or shop online. The MX Vice Show.